my buddy who was, who was producing for me that night, he, uh, he fucking, he looks over to me and he gets my attention and I'm like, yeah, what's up, man? And he goes, Hey, did you, uh, did you press record before we started? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, yeah, man, we, uh, the audio is not rolling. And I was like, Oh no. no. So we did like, um, yeah, about two fifteen ish of um, of a really good episode. Like we did, fucking. Uh, this was a buddy of mine. Um, uh, it was a buddy of mine who's like super into fucking, like super nerd about like comic books and shit. He originally came in to talk about a heavy metal band he had at the time, but then it, we just went down a rabbit hole. And yeah, went for like two hours, 15 minutes. And then, <laughs> and he's like five beers deep. So he's kind of, and so, yes, he's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> just gone. Just fucking wasted. Oh, it was so bad. But, uh, you know, we'll just, we'll just start it from here, man. Um, I appreciate you coming in and bearing with the reschedules. I very much appreciate it. No, I totally get it, dude. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is this. I've been looking forward to this, man, because like so many people know you, and I think it's. Yeah, I I just think it's hilarious because as I've been doing this, there's like so much like interconnected relationships and working relationships and friendships, and like everybody knows everyone, and this person worked with that person and did their music and set up their concert, and like like I went to a uh, sister, um. Three weeks ago, I think, to go watch Side Montero play. Yeah, and I'm walk and I use the restroom. I'm walking down the main part of the bar, and I see Deacon. I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" And he goes, "Yeah, I'm doing their lights." I was like, "Okay, sh- of course you are. Why? Why wouldn't you be? Right? You got the fucking light bar set up." <laughs> so, where did all this get started for you? Like, so for people who don't know who you are, what kind of music do you do? Where did it get started? So, I originally started making like dubstep when i was you know 12 i heard skrillex and i was like i want to do that (laughs) and so yeah you know i started making that it fucking sucked that shit's wiped off the internet you can't find that (laughs) uh but um yeah you know that's how i started and then i kind of you know eventually found a new sound kind of like more chill like lo-fi hip-hop that kind of stuff i found out about that and i was like i want to do that and i gained you know a little bit of you know i got some plays with music like that and now I'm kind of more on my like house music. Okay. Fucking like, I don't know, chill, future bass. I don't know what to call it, but like just, it's a lot more mellow now. Okay. And there's a lot of that type of music that's getting super popular. And I, even now, like whenever, uh, when I go to bed at night, I find like a radio station on YouTube with that kind of music and I throw it on and just clock Dude, it out. <laughs> that's, it's, that's what it's perfect for. I like, like, I don't really make it as much anymore, but, you know, it's like once in a while, I'll just be like, I need to fucking mellow out and just make like a little fucking sad boy Simpsons edit fucking. <laughs> it's so sad. That's dude. funny because like, I, I fell asleep to a Simpsons radio last night. That's why you, that's why that's so funny. It's oh like Bart God. Simpson just like. Yeah. Writing all sad. It's that one or it's Homer smoking a cigarette driving down the street. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. And so. How so? When did you make the transition into more like relaxed, um, like house music style? And then when did you start? Because is that because I haven't seen you play live, so like, is that what you do live? So, yeah, like for the most part, all the shows that I've ever done have just been like DJ sets, and you know, and it really depends on the crowd and like where I'm at. Mm. Like, 
if like if it's a bunch of rowdy kids, you know, I'll do a fucking dubstep set. You know, I like yeah. I still love playing that kind of music. I'll play like some party music, some fucking Kanye West, you know, whatever. Um, Today you'll play Kanye West. Mm. He's got balls. <laughs> oh shit! I forgot. <laughs> Never mind. Oops. No, fuck that. I love Kanye, bro. <laughs> dude, it makes me sad. Dude. Yeah, no, it makes it's me sad. I, I okay. I want to. I'll finish my thought on that in a little bit, but continue. So, um, yeah. So yeah, like really, live. just depending on the crowd. Um, if it's like a show where like you know if it's my set, like if I'm headlining or whatever, I'll do like whatever the fuck I want. And like lately, I've been doing a lot of house, you know, very deep, very funky stuff. Uh, but like for fiestas, uh, the other day I did like my first kind of like half live, half DJ'd set. And that was the U and M stuff, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Dude, oh my okay. God, right. Fucking sick. Um, but you know, so I'm trying to get more into like performing live and kind of stepping away from DJing. You know, and so, like, that's going to be, like, you know, guitar and bass and, like, looping all that shit live. Um, I was going to bring guitar to Fiesta's, and I, like, broke my fucking E, like, my high E string the night before. I was, like, restringing it, and I was, like, <laughs> I like, couldn't find another pack. I was, like, I'm fucked. Oh, um, fuck. But, uh, but, yeah, so that's what I'm starting to transition into doing more now is, like, I have, like, my drum pad, my launch pad, keyboard, and then on the side I have all my DJ stuff kind of, like, as, like, a backup in case something fucks up. I'm like, okay. And like, you know, gives me some time to kind of fix my shit on the other side. So what is playing live for you? Like, how does that setup work? Cause I think that's a lot of, there's a lot of misconceptions with DJs. Right. And I, and I used to be one of them where it's, I just kind of figure you hooked up your iPod, you press play and you look like you're doing funny shit behind there. I mean, it's not that far <laughs> from the truth. Like, you know, there is like a technical aspect to it, you know, yeah. like, well, you mentioned like playing guitar and then like looping it and stuff. Like yeah, well, yeah. That, so. For, so for that kind of stuff, like you know, I'm still like learning how to set up like the live looping shit. Like I have a, like a pedal, and it runs into my software. Like I'm still figuring all that stuff out. But like as far as just DJing goes, you know, you're pretty much just playing music. You know, I like to mix like you know in key and, and you know all like like make it sound real pretty. You're curating like an ambience for people, but like doing it live, it's like. It's a lot of like clip launching on my end. Like, so I have like my launch pad and it really, it's, it's really similar to DJing. You know, you have like, please continue. I'm just going to check the cameras. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, please continue. Um, you know, you have like your fucking kick drum, your snare, all that shit. And you're launching all that, you know, separately. Hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> hey. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that like, that's one aspect of performing live. And then, you know, like you're able to like, you know, like I said about like live looping, you're able to record these little segments tweak them on the spot, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. Like I said, Fiesta's was like my first and only time doing it live so far. Um, but I'm still like, you know, still teaching myself how to do all that stuff. That's sick, dude. Like, so when was your first show? Like, <laughs> my first show, dude, I was 16 and it was Holy at the, uh, it was actually, it was called, you know, the jam spot. Yeah. It was yeah. called the co-op back then. Oh, and, okay. uh, that's where I had my first show. It was me fucking kid official. And he went by Crixus at the time. He lives in LA now, but he goes by a uh, silo. And he was like, yeah, I can play the show. Man, I was like, it's like my fucking dream. He made like this sick ass flyer. And uh, yeah, dude, like five people showed up to my set. <laughs> I was like the first one to do five people. Uh, that was actually the night that I had my first fucking actual makeout sesh with some like, <laughs> it's like this girl I went to high school with. She's like, come on, meet me in the bathroom. <laughs> I wonder what's about to happen. <laughs> dude, I was like, I walked out. I was like, Holy shit. <coughs> Your first nut hair sprouted that day. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's what that feels like, boys. I'm part of the Cool Kids Club now. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm about to go get a Manscaper 4.0, bro. 
Holy brother, fuck. <laughs> gotta go down to the Lorenco Salon, brother. Get the Brazilian wax. Fuck yeah. I fucking hate that guy on TikTok. <laughs> because I saw him coming across my uh, my algorithm. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, okay, it's cute. Like, I get it. And it's like, I, 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 I see that TikTok account like I do a burning car crash. Like, you can't. Like, it's so bad, but you don't want to look away. Dude, it's, I think it's, it's inter- so there's something up because I look at that. And I'm like, yeah, I have cousins like that, dude. Like, fuck. No, dude, it's so real. Like, this, <laughs> like how he says this shit. And then he does like the fucking like statewide accent thing. Cause like mm-hmm. everybody sounds different. Like you go up to Chama and they sound all fucking different. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I fuck that shit's fucking so are you born and raised here in Albuquerque? So I was born in uh, Barcelona, España. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. So like my mom's whole side of the family's from out there. Uh, my dad met her out there. I'm like. He like met her and then he came back here and then he went back and then she came. I don't know. It was like a whole fucking, I forget how, I forget the order of things, but yeah, I was born out there and we stayed out there for a few years and then I was pretty much raised in New Mexico for the most part. No shit. Between Albuquerque and Santa Rosa. No shit. So how old were you when you finally moved back to the States? I was like three or four. I guess moved to the States, I guess. Yeah. Like, like, uh, I think, like, yeah, three or four years old. I don't fuck, I don't have the accent unless I like speak Spanish, but like Spanish is like my first language. No shit. You couldn't tell. Right. You could you couldn't tell, dude. Yeah, That's crazy. I, I sound pretty. I sound like a green guy. I know. <laughs> Gonna go have some casserole after this. Well, I just and I say that because I spent um, I spent six years going to a military school down in Roswell, and they Nimi. have huh Nimi yeah ton of international kids ton of international kids like the I mean and the majority of like the international population is from Mexico, and so. And they're like, and I, you know, I always hated it and I couldn't stick up for them because I didn't speak fucking Spanish, but like, it's fucked up because these kids for for them, like there were some straight dumbasses, but like, I'd say like 75% of them were like the smartest kids on the fucking planet, right? And certainly in the school, because they came from these like super formal, mostly very rich Mexican or Spanish families. And, you know, for all these kids, it was like beaten into their heads that like, all right, we're spending tens of thousands of dollars to send you to the school in America. You're going to fucking go. You're going to fucking learn. You're going to study. You know, you're going to do all these things. And and they end up getting really good grades. But then they catch shit from the white kids left and right because their first uh, their first language isn't English. So these fucking I, I watched it happen in real time where this fucking oh, I forget the kid's name. But he was catching shit and he trying to figure out the words to say properly in English. And he's like, I just, you see like a flip switch in his head. He just went, fuck it. And he just went off in Spanish and just destroyed this white kid in Spanish. And I was like, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jesus, Juan, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, I, just, I think it's cool when, you know, when I meet someone like you, your first language isn't English, but you couldn't fucking tell. <laughs> you could not tell. So now, like, now that you go into, oh, so I may or may not receive a phone call. Uh, hopefully I do by, like, 1.30 because my car's AC oh. went out. Oh, fuck. Fun. So it's at the dealership. Oh, dude, right before the fucking summer, too? Yeah. Yeah, love That's it. That's no bueno. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Hey, eso, eso no es bueno, <laughs> You have to get your air conditioner free. <laughs> No, I fucking that's that's when the Mexican in me comes out. I roll down the window, bro. I fucking roll down the window and then like shirt off. Yeah, and then what I got to do is you roll it down all the way and you kind of cup your hand and let the air come in, <laughs> and that's the air conditioning right there. Fuck, bro. 
Um, so post COVID, how did going out and you know doing shows, making music, did any of that change for you post COVID? Dude, well, like, yeah, I don't know. It was it was weird to get back into it. I remember like the first show, actually, fucking Danny, shout out, yeah. Decon, love you. Um, he got me like my first post COVID show, and it was <laughs> it was like a little too post COVID, like you know, like right there. But we played. Um, it was one of the art walks behind the El Rey. Oh, so this was the illegal one, right? Yeah, I heard about this yeah, from like yeah. five different people. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love it. I didn't know it was illegal at the time, <laughs> but uh, I found out after. And I was like, "What? Fuck it. Who what? cares? It was, it was fun." Um, but yeah, so like, I don't know. I felt fine. Um, you know, getting back into it after that. Um, some shit happened. Like, I guess. Well, I guess that would have been like a year after, or like, no, 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 no. Um, because that was like what twenty twenty one. Yeah. Well, because I was, I was, yeah, it probably was 2021 because I was hearing about a little bit of stuff happening like towards the back end of 2020. Yeah. But we stayed locked down for so long. Dude, I've, and then it's like a blur to me, dude. Yeah. I don't remember shit. Yeah. So Art Walk probably would have put that at about April of 2021. So, so yeah. So that, like, April fucking that year was like some shit happened. Fucking fucked my shit up. Um, I don't know. Am I allowed to get like oh, deep on okay. whatever you want to say, dude? Right, we got we got we got all the time in the world. So yeah. my birthday is April twenty eighth. My fucking my grandma she passed away like two hours before on April twenty seventh that oh, year. Shit. And so that shit fucking that ruined me for like the rest of that year essentially. Um, and so I really didn't play shows after that for a long time. Um, but now that I'm like you know yeah it's been a minute. Um, yeah, I guess yeah, dude. Because like, really, after that, for the majority of 2021, I really didn't play any shows, and then I like moved into this like way more expensive house after that, and like I was just like working as much as I could to like cover that. Um, so yeah, like really, that whole year I didn't do a whole lot. Um, but after that, like 2022, it felt good. You know, I was getting back into it, um, and then like some more shit happened. You know, like. Girl, girl problems, dude. <laughs> it wasn't like, for the party, dude. It's like living with my ex for like, we like broke up, and then I was living with her for like six more months after that. Oh shit! And I was just like, did not do well on the old, yeah, you know, hippocampus or whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like again, didn't do that many shows, but then, dude, like this year, and then like towards the like the end of last year, I've just been like doing so many more, and it, it feels really fucking good, dude. Like I, I love. Just being on stage and fucking... That's sick. Hanging with the kids, dude. If you don't mind, I want to ask you a little bit about your grandmother. Um, it's interesting, you because you mentioned earlier that you're from... Your family's from Spain. Yeah. You were born in Spain. Um, and was and I didn't really know this about the culture of Spain. Like, I knew it kind of down in, like, Italy. Just, like, through, like, just, like, off reading, like, random things. Like, just, uh, like rabbit hole type stuff. Mm -hmm. But... Um, COVID kind of exposed this because the culture of Spain is a lot like Italy in the way that the families live. Like you've got the house where it's like the mom, the dad, the uncles, like you have a grandmother live there, like the, the tight knit family unit. Okay. Right. Um, did your family kind of practice that at all? Cause you mentioned you're very, I mean, I'd imagine you're very close to your grandmother if the death affected you that much. Oh yeah. Well, so I was the grandmother on my dad's side. My dad's from, he's from here. Oh, he's, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but out there in Spain, yeah, I'm going to go see that grandma this year, hopefully. If everything okay. goes. If I could save up enough fucking dough, dude, I'm going to go out to fucking Spain. Um, but honestly, like, out there, dude, like, I guess, like, when my mom was a kid, because she has, like, six siblings, I think, or five. 
they were very, very much tight knit, you know, yeah. one house. Um, but like, I think, I think my family out there is like pretty scattered, like throughout Spain, you know, you have like a lot in like near Barcelona and then you have some that are like San Sebastián, you know, like on the other side for the, you know, essentially of Spain. So they're kind of spread out. Um, I do have some family in Italy, but it's like my dad's side and like they're fu- they're fucking American. Um, yeah, interesting. Okay. But yeah. And I mean, even over here, like, dude, my family was pretty small. Like all of my uncles and aunts and shit, like, I don't really know them, dude. Like they're oh, kind of, wow. they're kind of, they're, we're not really close with them. Like my grandpa, I didn't even like know him until I was like eight, I think. But uh, yeah, dude, for the most part, dude, like my whole life, it was like my mom, my dad, my grandma, and then my great, great uncle, and my great, great aunt. And that was like, and then my little brother, when he came into the picture, like that was the whole family for the most part. That's cool. Where's, what part of the part of the country is your father from? He's from uh, Santa Rosa, New Mexico. Oh, so he's born and raised in New Mexico too. Yeah, he's a he's a true New Mexican. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, and that's what he went. He went to Nimi too. Oh shit! Yeah, that's why I, I was like, I know what you're talking. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, dude. It's an interesting place, man. It's a uh, God. It's a weird fucking place, and that's why, like, it's funny because uh, one of my buddies that'll produce here sometimes, and I'll have some other people. He went to Nimi with me. That's where we met. And then uh, I'll have a couple other guests on that went to Nimi with me and just learning about that fucking experience from, like, other people. I'm, like, I've found now that I'm in, like, the minority, if not the only person that kind of actually looks back at that experience and goes, yeah, I kind of liked it. I enjoyed it. Like, yeah, it sucks sometimes. Yeah, I almost got kicked out because of my grades, but I had a good time. And then everyone's coming out of that shit like Vietnam, where it's like, oh, it was so bad. Oh, they treated me like shit. (laughs) I was in the heat. It was so bad. I'm like flashbacks, like the yeah. bombs noises start playing. <laughs> yeah. Dude, no, my foot. My dad fucking hated that shit. Dude. No he did shit. not like it. Do you know off the top of your head what years he went? Let's see. He was born 1970. So I don't know. That would have been like like his high school years, right? Like fucking maybe yeah. like 84 Damn. to 88. Yeah. I'm Damn. Not sure. Yeah, he w- I know he went with Owen Wilson. Like, he was in the same... Oh, that's some fucking yeah, shit right there. Yeah, dude, I guess the nose has always been like... Yeah, that. you get that off... Well, the le- the legend, the story behind it is... So, Nimi used to have a polo team. And I guess Owen Wilson fell off a horse. And then when he got back up, the horse fucking punted him in the face. No fucking And way. they didn't get him to the hospital in time. So, now his nose is permanently fucked. That's from- what fucking happened? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the legend. Like, that's that's what they say. I'm going to have to ask him. Be like, hey, did you know about this? Yeah. I think the real key indicator is whether or not, since he was there, uh, whether or not they had a polo team at that time. Because they did. Um, but, yeah, that's – there's so much stupid fucking trivia that just gets thrown in your face when you're going, did you know, did you know about Owen Wilson? I'm like, oh, my God. Like, fine. Like, like the B-list comedy actor went to Nimi. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Wow. <laughs> yeah, wow, wow. Wow. Yeah, it's great. Awesome. <laughs> but uh, no, Nimi's got like it's funny. Whenever I think about it, my my brain just goes like the darker parts of it. Like there's some like low key like racist traditions down there. Like one of them is yeah. So one of them is uh, there's a thing called guard duty, and what you do is you have to have a cadet. Now it's nothing. It's just like they're in this little uh, office room. They called the guard box, and you sign visitors in and out and shit like that. But way back in the day. <laughs> Way, the good old days. Yeah, because the, the school was founded in like fucking 18 something, like 1890 something. I don't know. And uh, so this is back when like New Mexico wasn't even a state yet. It's still getting settled. There's a lot of issues with the white man and the Indians, you know, all that kind of stuff, like the John Wayne movies type shit, right? 
And so what ends up happening, the, again, the legend goes that there were some cadets at the school that were in um, – because they're all like the school's like broken up into companies like Alpha Bravo Charlie Company, like a cavalry unit. And I want to say they're like an India company or some shit. And I guess the, again, the story goes that one of the kids from India Company went off and got it on with an Indian chick. The chief didn't like it. So then the chief sent out some raiders and they like scaled the walls and like scalped the cadets and like all this shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, and so now they have fucking guard duty, and back in the days of like, wait, this in, is real? Yeah, and then back, yeah, this is the story of it. Yeah, and then like, and so back then with the Indian issues, and then you go into like Pancho Villa and stuff like that, they would have uh, kids in the guard. Again, mind you, these kids are still like fourteen to seventeen years old back then, right? Possibly even thirteen. You know what I mean? They're still fucking yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you finally got your first ball hair at 16. Yeah, these kids are finding out what their fucking dick is, right? So they'd be sitting there in the guard box with rifles looking out for Indians. And then eventually, um, Nimi actually put together this, like, machine gun brigade. And they all rode motorcycles. And they chased Pancho Villa out of New... Helped chase Pancho Villa out of New Mexico into Mexico. Yeah. That's some fucking badass shit, dude. That's some Mad Max ass shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's so now, so yeah, so now they've got kids. They have kids in the guard box looking out for Indians, and then so now it's like, all right, you're a visitor. Time to sign you in. <laughs> they went from like these like bad motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some dude is like wearing fucking like the yeah. fucking like <laughs> super thick frame. Like his eyes become like ten times bigger. It's, yeah. Uh, uh, last, last name first. <laughs> yeah, that's a, thank you. It's a weird fucking place, man. Um, that's see, and it's. I remember going to these orientations as a kid, and one of the like the dinners they had. They're looking back on it, it was like indoctrination dinners, dude. They bought out this nice ass restaurant downtown. You had like steak and all this shit, and they told you and your parents about how great it is, right? And one of the things the one of the old people would tell you is that like the alumni come in and talk about how great their experience was and how what it did for them and but 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 like uh, going around New Mexico or around Albuquerque. You ever seen the billboards for Steve Lynch, the money yeah. management guy? Yeah, I'm friends with his daughter because she went to Nimi and he went to Nimi. That whole family's a Nimi like legacy. They're all rich as fuck and Nimi. Yeah, they're all rich as shit. Like, yeah, you'll. You'll, uh, if you go to this school, you'll be friends for blah, 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 and you'll meet all these alumni that are everywhere, and you'll never escape it. And then, <laughs> you know, and it's like, all right, thanks, man. Sounds good. But, yeah, that's fucking crazy. So, well, back to back to you and your music. Um, you, it, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but, like, I see you kind of attached to a bunch of, like, like, last night you did a show with Willow J, right? Yeah, that was our... Um... It was like our joint birthday yeah. party thing. Um, yeah, dude, that was fucking, that was fun, dude. So how, do you get, like, do you choose who you work with? Do you, like, because I see you, like, I just see your name everywhere. <laughs> I see Pocket Elephant everywhere. And so I'm like, is it, like, a selective thing? Is it, like, I'm willing to try new things? Is it, like... It's on, it's a bit of both, you know? So, like, last night, um, that whole lineup I kind of put together. Well, except, like, it was me and Willa's idea. We're like, we have to have a birthday show together. And she's like, all right, sick. Like, you know, I'll talk to Peach. We'll get a, you know, fucking, you know, Peach. Um, yeah. We'll get the El Rey Mez. And I was like, <laughs> I love playing up there. Um, and then she was like, yeah, like, who do we want? Because, and you know, I thought of the idea, like, why don't we have, because Willa's a band, you know, we'll have Willa, me, and then we need another band, another DJ. So I was like, 
I want Burn the Disco because everybody fucking loves that dude. And then I want um, Malparaiso because, like, dude, fucking, they, I don't know. Have you seen them play? Dude, no. Fucking, they fucking shred, dude. So it's yeah. my, my, home, my homie fucking Brandon. I used to work with him at Flying Star before he was even in, like, a band. Um, he's, like, the lead guitarist, vocalist. Dude, he fucking shreds. Like, he shreds so hard. Yeah. And then uh, Luke uh, from, well, I guess that's, like, his main band. But he's, like, a, you know, um, I forget his last name. But he drums for, like, everybody, dude. He's a badass. Uh, looking to gig that guy. Um, and then I don't know the other two members. It's, like, Kyle and Ted. But, dude, I was, like, I want them on it. So, like, in that case, yeah, I chose who I worked with. I was, like, I want them to play it this time. This guy. Then, and then me. Um, but then like other times, dude, I just like, I kind of just say yes to stuff and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll try this or whatever. I, I try to stay away from doing shows with like rappers. Cause I had like a horror, dude, can I tell you like a fucking horror story? Please. Dude. All right. <laughs> um, before I start this, I want to say shout out shy will. I fucking love you, dude. I hated this show. Um, <laughs> fucking dude. So there is a show that I, are you familiar with, uh, Afton? It's like this, it's a scam. Uh, it's this thing where they're like, dude, we'll get you booked in your city. You just have to like sell tickets to your shows. And so it's like this. That sounds familiar. I've, I've, I think I've heard stories about that. Dude, it's, it was what I was like, I think I was like 19 when I did this. So I was still, you know, kind of yeah, didn't really know shit really. Um, I still don't, but like I really didn't know shit. And so like I saw this thing promoted and I was like, I'll sign up. I'll make an account. And they're like, yeah, we got you a booking at the jam spot. And I was like. I could have done that. Like, right. you're not doing me any fucking fit. Like, fuck it, whatever. Uh, and so, like, they make all these, like, shitty fucking flyers for you. And they're like, all right, yeah, this is all the free promo for you. And you have to sell, like, 20 tickets, which isn't, like, that bad. You know, they're, like, $5 tickets. Um, and that's how you, like, make your money back or whatever. Like, they get a cut of it, though, so it really doesn't right. matter. Anyway, so it was me. And then they put me up with, like, all these other, like, SoundCloud rappers that I, like, you know. They were, like, they were they were literally kids. One of them is Shy Will. He's fucking, he's fucking dope. Dude. I'm so proud of how far that guy's come. But, uh, but yeah, dude, so, like, it's me and, like, six other rappers. And I didn't even know until the day of, but they all needed a DJ. So I ended up DJing for, like, four of them. And I was like, whatever, so you, fuck. So you, so you performed the whole night? Pretty much, dude. <laughs> well, there was a certain point where I was like, I'm fucking done. Fuck this. And what happened was, so, like, we had, like, three rappers come and do their thing. And I, like, played their shit, whatever. They were fine. And then uh, I did my set. And, um, dude, <laughs> it was so awkward, dude. It was, like... Cause they were literally, they were kids, dude. They were like 16, 17, 18. Um, and it was like their family members. So there was like, there was literally grandmas like sitting on the chairs on the side of fucking jam spot. Just like, you know, I'm sp like fucking crocheting and shit. No, not really. Uh, but there were, there was like literally grandmas and shit like sitting there. I was like, this, and I started doing like a dubstep set. That's what I had prepped. I was like, that's kind of like why I don't do dubstep anymore. I was like, just that, that fucking show. Um, I'm like. Dude, everybody's just like looking at me like, what the fuck is this kid playing? Like, <laughs> oh my God. It was the worst, dude. It fucking sucked. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> so bad. And then, uh, and then my homie Shy Will comes out. I think, I think he was the last. I think I DJ'd his set. Um, anyway, so like after my set, it was like a 20 minute set, 30 minutes. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm, I'm so done. Um, this fucking kid comes up. I forget his name, but he like starts, he starts doing his shit. I'm like DJing for him, whatever. This kid tries sparking up a fucking joint on stage. Oh, no. Dude. Dude. The fucking owner of the venue comes up. Fucking, he's like, come here, come here. Fucking grabs the joint out of his hand. He's like, don't ever fucking smoke on my stage again. In front of everybody, dude. Like, in front of this kid's mom. I was like, dude, this is, I didn't know what to do. I was like. And when, I, when, where was this? This was at the jam spot. Oy. This was like, yeah, 2019, I think. 
And dude, I was just like, do, do you know Miko from fucking Producers Pit? Uh, okay, so I know who Producers Pit is, but I don't know them personally. Dude, he was there. He was losing his fucking mind. He was like, that dude's fucking hilarious, by the way. Shout out, Miko. Um, <laughs> dude, I... I was dude like the secondhand embarrassment because I was right there, dude. I was like, do I stop playing? Like I, I kind of just I kind of cut the music for a second. I was like, and then he's like, keep keep going, keep it going. And I was like, yeah, dude, for sure. <laughs> and like I finished that set and I was like, fuck this, I'm out. I got my shit and I was like, you guys can use a fucking phone to DJ. I'm fucking done. I left. I was like, fuck that. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. Like if you're gonna reprimand somebody, that's not the place to do it, dude. It was so like, bad. like in the middle of. <laughs> But, like, don't fucking, like, who do you think, you like, do you think you're Lil Wayne, dude? There's 10 people here, and it's all your fucking family members. Like, dude, don't fucking light up on stage. You're a yeah. kid. Like, yeah. you're going to fuck the fucking venue up. Like, oh, it was just, it was and so that, and, and that was 2019, so that's before we became legal in New Mexico. So, oh, dude, my God. Dude. How old was the kid? I, I think he was, like, 16 or 17. <sighs> I was like, dude, you're fucking dumb, dude. Like, he you're not, want, you're yeah. not Lil Wayne. Yeah, he wanted his moment. He wanted his, uh, his viral moment. It's like, bro. <laughs> Motherfuckers get shot every day in the city and they don't go viral, all right? Like, no one gives a fuck. Shout out to my... Yeah, it's not some real, uh, some real gas I got. <laughs> uh, I guess that's over. Jesus dude, Christ. It was like, dude, it was intense, too. Like, he fuck, I thought he was going to, like, smack this kid. <laughs> he was like, don't ever fucking smoke on my stage. I was like, what is the uh, the owner of the of this place? What did he? What was his bill? I, I I'd like to imagine some like kingpin looking guy, some bigger dude. But a part of me believes he's like a five foot five foot five Jewish guy with glasses. So it's like Larry David pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the curb music start playing. <laughs> no 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 no! It's Little Dicky, dude. Little Dicky pulls up. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. At least he's nice about it. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be cool about it. It was he was honestly like a pretty like from what I remember because there's like a few different owners or like people that run shit. He's a pretty big fucking dude, like big, yeah. scary like Latino dude. He like pulled. I was like, we're gonna take a little break, folks. This might be in my car. I'm gonna find out how much I'm gonna get fucked out of money. Hello. Yeah. I'm sorry, say, say that again. Order it. I just don't know how soon it would be here. We have the option to get a part aftermarket, um, but it's going to run around $2,200. Okay, um, so I'm not going to be able to do that right now. I can come in a couple hours and pick up the car from you guys, and I'll just pay the initial fee for the, uh, for the, like, getting it looked at, okay? All right, thank you. You got it, sir. Um, I'm going to remove the diagnosis fee from today from that $2,200 total, okay? Okay, so, wait, okay, so am I paying for the diagnostic or no? Okay, sounds good. 
Okay, sounds good. I just replaced the battery last year. Okay, sounds good. All right, sounds good. All right, bye. Bro, what? All right, so on today's episode of Get Fucked by an Auto Mechanic, I just they just tried to bend me over and slip it in real hard. I heard that, dude. With no fucking lube, boys. Um, I'm keeping that in the pod for sure. Twenty. Okay, so in the off chance someone who watches this is a fucking mechanic. So when I've talked to my mechanic friends, and they were like, "There's a there's one thing they might have to change out. That's basically the whole AC system." And that's going to fuck you. That's going to run you a couple grand. Yeah. But if it's just like a valve or a compressor or something like that, you know, it's going to run you a couple hundred bucks, yeah. maybe five, but you're fine. I was like, okay, sounds good. $2,500. After tax, it's going to be $2,500, boys, to change out a fucking compressor. Just for the one for the one part, not even the whole AC. Just the compressor. Fuck that. Yeah, I'm not paying that. Fuck that shit, dude. That's not happening. Who, where is this? At the fucking Honda dealership. Not happening. Oh, dude, fuck, the, fuck the dealership. Dude. Yeah. Ah, oh, dude. Fuck dealerships. <laughs> I got my Theo about two blocks away, man. We could do it. He, he's going to fix it right <laughs> up, man. He's got all that person. He's got eyes, man. <laughs> oh, my God. He's got his welding kit. He told him, man, we're going to pull up. He's going to be fine, man. He's going to put it. He's going to make it a low rider. He's going to put the... <laughs> he's going to make it the hydraulic. The hydraulic. <laughs> Dude, that's much better than I do. Oh, God. But I'm not paying $2,200 for anything, I don't think. Fuck that, dude. I heard that they're like, yeah, because you're going to like, yeah, like I'm, I'm going to pay the diagnostic fee. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, and uh, yeah, so we're going to take that out of the $2,200. Right. I heard that. That shit was fucking sneaky as fuck, yeah, dude. Yeah, like, both of you to believe I'm paying $2,200 at all. So basically, I'm going to go back down there. I'll pay the diagnostic fee. It's still fucking a lot, but whatever. But now that I know that. That what the problem is. Well, I'm just gonna look it up. So Do you need a Honda, ride to the fucking dealership, dude. Huh? Do you need a ride to the dealership? I would appreciate that. I got you, dog. Civic. Oh my god, Honda Civic. I can't spell. Civic 2015. Let's see. Compressor part AC. Let's see how much a, a compressor part is. All right. So a brand new AC compressor, brand spanking new, is two hundred dollars. <laughs> Explain to me where their work is worth $2,000. It's the labor fees. Yeah, please explain that to me. What the fuck? Oh, that's, that's not happening, bro. That's, that that's not happening. Sorry, kids. That's not how this works. Holy shit. You got me high as a kite. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Dude, that's, fuck, that's fucked up, dude. Yeah, that's that's not fucking cool. Yeah, but... I got to game this out, right? We're about to hit summer. Can I last summer without going into heat stroke? You need to go get like one of those fucking like those little kid fans. They have like the candy inside of them. But like get like 20 of them and just like hook them around your steering wheel. Oh, so if I just get in a car accident, I die on impact. That's about $2,200 anyway. It's a bunch of fucking plastic blades just cut me the fuck up. It's like those pictures of those fucking crystal bitches who put their... um who get their fucking rocks of magic and they'll glue them to the steering wheel. Have you seen that? 
No. Yeah, dude. It's fucking, I've seen it where they'll like glue their fucking crystal rocks or whatever to their steering wheel. And of course, like right in the middle of it, it's like, oh, great. You've created a grenade. <laughs> Why would you do that, dude? You're, fu- you're fucked. You're so much more. Oh, dude. Wait, 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 wait. They put the rocks yeah. where the fucking airbag comes yeah. out? Oh, my. F- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like around the steering wheel, too, but oh, yeah. I seen that shit, bro. I got some dumbasses on my Facebook. Wait, some... wait, 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 wait. Like people that you know? Oh yeah. Oh fuck. Man. Oh yeah. Now this is like years ago. This was like a few years, like back That's... when I was in college. But it's like <laughs> still, you know what I mean? So <laughs> and then I was dumb. like, oh well, whatever happened to him? Well, <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, that'd be kind of like a cool death. You know, like have a fucking like rose quartz just embedded in your fucking fuck skull. That. <laughs> fuck that. You want to die a dupe? Like. <laughs> Like, you're dead, and everyone looks at you like, man, she really just got swindled out of everything in life, didn't she? She thought rocks were going to save her? She paid, like, five... She paid $2,200 for those rocks. <laughs> a good buddy of mine, he lives out in uh, he lives out in Tennessee, and he's uh, he's got the fucking life. Like, he fucking went through it in the Army, but now he's got 100% disability. So he's he literally became the libertarian that goes out in the woods, makes a cabin, and just isolates himself from society. Oh, yeah. That's the fucking dream. Yeah. And he, uh, so all he does in his spare time is work on guns, buy guns, work on his truck. And now what he's been doing is he gets hired out by local farmers to go out and kill um, any kind of wildlife that's fucking with their their property, fucking with their crops, fucking with their uh, livestock, anything like that. Where is that? Out in Tennessee. Okay. And uh, what he started doing is they're starting to run into feral cats, right? So he'll kill feral cats and then he'll take out, uh, fuck, where did he, what, what skull was it? He found, oh yeah, it was this fucking big, like, fucking huge fucking raccoon. Like, like, like a small, just like a small dog, pretty much, of a fucking raccoon, right? Ends up killing it, skins it for its hide, or its fucking coon skin, or whatever you want to call it. And then what he did, though, is he fucking preserved the skull Got some fucking crystals off uh, Etsy for like fifteen bucks, bedazzled it up, resold it for like a couple hundred bucks to some chick who believes in crystals. Dude, that's the fucking hustle. Are you kidding me? That's fucking. I would, dude. Dude, I, I feel like I have a fucking like rattlesnake skull somewhere. I should fucking deck it. I have my own. I have my own fucking crystals, dude. I'll deck that shit out. There you go. That's a fucking hustle. Yeah. Dude, that probably, it probably looked fucking cool, honestly, dude. No, like, it looked sick. Are you like, kidding? Like a skull, like Indiana Jones, dude. Yeah, the, the I, I, I just yeah. fucking yeah. <laughs> that's funny, but uh, yeah. So that's that's. I don't know what you made me think about that, but yeah. Um, and then she put it in the middle of her fucking steering wheel. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, just think about like I think about how much that would fucking like is right as you survived. I think about how much that would fucking hurt because my major car accident I got into, I was 20 years old, I think. Yeah, 20 years old. I went about 78 into the back of a cop van. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were on the highway. Did you say cop van? Yeah, a cop, yeah. We were going, I was going down the highway towards uh, eastbound, towards the mountains. And... What had happened was I, I found this out afterwards, of course. So I guess like two, three hundred meters in front of us, maybe more, there was like a three or four car pileup. Like like uh, something happened and the two cars hit each other, spun out, hit another one, and they started tumbling and all that type of shit, right? So it was me, 
uh, police van, semi truck, semi truck pulls like all their fucking e-brakes that they've got to fucking go from pretty much like 85 to nothing in seconds. Right. So yeah. So he just, so then the police van, he had to have been following like by a decent distance because he was able to come to a stop. But then I wasn't following enough or whatever happened. I guess my fucking brake didn't fuck. Cause I never think to activate my e-brake. I just never think about oh, it. Oh, dude. Fuck yeah. 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 So I just slam on my brakes. I fucking just get boom right into the fucking. Yeah. And then it was like a movie, dude. We're going 78. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's why, I, that's why I stick with Hondas, dude. Because that Accord fucking saved my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it was funny, though, because Impact, get my shit together. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I look behind me. And this is on the fucking freeway. Every single car behind me in unison is stopped. <laughs> it's like out of a fucking movie, dude. Every exception. Yeah. Every single fucking car is stopped. They're like, oh, he's, he's going to get shot. Like he's he's gonna get shot. Like even if he's white, he's gonna get shot. Like he just hit a fucking cop in Albuquerque. <laughs> they shoot you for knives out here, bro. <laughs> like you're done. That's a UK law, dog. Yep. That's good. <laughs> so then I get my shit together. I manage to fucking all the way to the right side. Thank God it wasn't like an actual cop. It was like this retired guy who in his off, like, and now that he's retired from APD, he teaches, like, shooting classes for APD, but he just had, like, the APD van. Okay. So he was super chill, super nice about it. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so I would have fucking pulled over, because I was so fucked up. Like, Dude, I, I thought this was ending with you getting, like, fucking arrested or something. Yeah. Oh, me too. Trust me. Because <laughs> I fucking, I pull, up, I pull my car over, it, like, overcorrects and slams into the barrier, and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> like, fuck. Oh, oh, this is after the initial crash. Yeah, after oh. the crash. So I'm like trying to get over, hits the barrier. I'm like, oh, fuck. I open the car door and I'm like stumbling out. I'm like, fuck, what is going on? And I bring this up just because the way I drive naturally is I drive like that, one-handed. Oh, dude. But so when the fucking, uh, when the airbags deployed, my forearm was right over the Honda symbol. So it explodes. I smack myself oh. in the face. And I'm like, oh, fuck, right? But then, like, I ended up getting picked up. I go back. I was with my mom at the time. I go back to my mom's place. Cleaned up my... I, they asked me if I wanted, like, an ambulance or some shit. And I was like, I Because my thought process was, like, if I'm concussed, I'm concussed. Nothing they can do about it. Yeah. I'm still walking. I'm breathing. Nothing's broken. Fuck it. I, I'm not paying $5,000 for fucking... Yeah. Yeah, I think Albuquerque Ambulance, the ambulance rides, like, five grand. Oh, yeah. Fuck that shit. Dude. Yeah. So I was like, all right, whatever. So I go, I get home, and I'm, like, cleaning off my forearm. And it's tattooed over now, but, like, right here, there was, like, half of a Honda symbol, like, imprinted onto my fucking <laughs> onto my forearm. And it ends up, like, scabbing and scarring over into, like, half of a Honda print. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking hard as fuck. That's like a brand, bro. Oh, dude, it sucked getting it tattooed over. Oh, yeah, it was all fucking. It was all scar tissue. It yeah. was all scar tissue. Todo, fool. <laughs> my my tío, my tío Santi, he's got a sick tattoo gun in his fucking garage, though. <laughs> oh, speaking of fucking Santi, so there's this kid. I mean, if, if you're watching, I'm sorry. I just suck, dude. I'm sorry, but I'm terrible at scheduling. And there's this kid that's been asking to come on the podcast and basically his whole shtick of what he does. I'm going to have him on 
probably like in July because I'm I'm booked out till then. But his whole shtick is him, his buddy, and like, and obviously like a camera operator. They do the whole like to catch a predator shit. I think I've been but, seeing him. Yeah, he's on Rumble. Like he fucking. Do you know what Rumble is? It's like the YouTube alternative. Like Andrew Tate was on there. Uh, Alex Jones was on there. Rumble. Yeah, Rumble. It's the like alternative. Like uh, Steve from the Nelk Boys. He's on there. Um, but <laughs> hey, man, I just Get got that to, dip, dude. I just got told I have to pay twenty two hundred dollars to have fresh air. All right, I'm kind of pissed right now. Oh, dude, no, I, I completely <laughs> understand. You get it, but yeah. So his whole shtick is they go out and. I have two questions for this fucking guy. The first one is how the fuck do you find these people? Because what they do is they go on the internet and they find child predators. And they do the whole thing where you're like, yeah, oh, I'm a 13-year-old boy. I'm a 12-year-old girl. Fucking come meet me at the Wada Wada. You know, we're going to get whatever. And so they fucking, <laughs> they get these child predators to go to like the Walmart or whatever it is to meet him. And then they do the whole like camera in your face. He came here to see a 14 year old girl. Man. And I'm all for explosive <clears throat> predators. I'm all for, you know, like, like I don't condone pedophilia in any sort of way. But, but my question is how close have you ever gotten to getting shot, dude? That's how you get fucking shot in this dude. city. You know what I mean? Dude, I know. what, well, Like, because I see that shit all over TikTok. You know, I see these people, like, you know, good. They're busting people, you know. Like, a lot of them, you, you kind of look at these predators and they're like, fucking pussies. But doing that shit here, yeah, fuck, dude. Like, I guess that's why they do it in public places. But still, dude, like, you're going to get fucked up. By How many people get shot in public places or Novakirky, bro? Why do you like that's what that's the so for people who listen that aren't in Albuquerque, um never been to Albuquerque, don't you, 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 yeah don't first of all stay where you're at for oh my god we'll we'll mail you the chili bro. you ain't got to you ain't got to come down here dude just go to Colorado I'm <laughs> you get pissed people off real quick huh? <laughs> we know like there's a uh, like our downtown basically doesn't exist but for the like the four blocks of downtown that we have APD our police department blocks off the entirety of downtown from like eight o'clock at night to three in the morning uh thursday through sunday night just so the drunks can wander amongst themselves and not get hit by a car and so that if someone does get shot they already have the place quarantined off yep. so they just, just get to business immediately this place is not a good place to be so and I'm like, have you seen all the tiktoks where it's like <laughs> people are like come to Abaker. it's You'll meet great people. Downtown is really safe to walk at at night alone. Like yeah. all this shit, dude. It's so fucking. Crazy. That's like I'm convinced that's all a fucking a low like a low level psyop from the cartels and from the gangs here. You know they hire a bunch of white women to go make those TikToks, <laughs> and then like and they'll have their fucking meetings. Like okay, so they're gonna tell them to go here, and then <laughs> old boy with the baseball bat's gonna hop out and take the fucking money and run away. We had to cycle it through 1st and 7th Street, all right, every week. And we hit the same weekend over and over, right? We got to cycle it and cycle it. We'll hit the heights eventually. We'll, we gotta... <laughs> we'll make our way up to a Paseo eventually. <laughs> we'll go up to Tanoan, bro. We'll hop the fence. Yo, it's fucked up, though. So one of my roommates, David, he used to be, like, for two weeks. He's an electrician now, right? And he's actually the one. Shout out to David. He fucking, he did all the wire management and shit. Like, so Shout like, out, David. Yeah, so if you were to look under the desk, under that desk, it's just a bunch of shit stapled to it and, like, like uh, tied off and all that stuff. 
remember we were like, well, I was in college at the time. So we were like maybe 19 or 20 years old. And he was telling me about how for two weeks he worked with, um, I think it was IPS, the security service, right? Yeah. Like two weeks, something like that. And I was like, why'd you quit? He goes, well, we were on shift and we all talked to each other through radios. We were on the east. This is on the east side, mind you, right? So I guess what had happened is they were on shift like three o'clock in the morning. His buddy, he's off of like Spain and wants a bow. And then my buddy David's off by uh, like Academy. No, sorry. Um, like uh, Tramway and Central. Okay. Ish. And so I guess at like three o'clock in the morning. His homie that was off his like Guantabo in Spain is like a good part of town. Yeah, he's chilling in his in his van three o'clock in the morning, windows down. Dude rolls up with a pump action, blows his head off, and just drives away. Yeah, yeah. and then the next morning after shave, my buddy was like, "Yeah, we're done." Yeah, fuck that. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, dude. That's why, like. Yeah. God, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. That's how bad this fucking city gets, folks. It's rough out here. So, to bring this all back around, I'll eventually have that fucker on. Like, yo, how He's probably goes- all fucking scunted out. He's like, he's pro- he's a <laughs> cop, bro. I'm going to go kill a guy. He's like, that was IPS, dude. <laughs> yeah. You're not cool. Yeah, it's fucked up. And, like, so I want to ask him, like, how close have you fucking gotten to get in some real trouble? And then, yeah, because most, like, 90% of those, 99% of those dudes just look like bitches anyway. What if you roll up on, like, the head pedophile. Like, this dude's about that life. You know he's what I mean? He's the creep in charge, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's about that life. You know He's what like I mean? one of those, like, big, like, f- like just huge motherfuckers. He's got, like, a fucking, like, AK, like, hidden under one of his rolls. He's just like... <laughs> There's, like, a kid in there, too. He's like, help me! Shut up! <laughs> Rolls Imagine. the fat back down. <laughs> like, absorbs him back into his It's fucking... been three weeks! <laughs> These nuggets are stale. There's like fucking six McNuggets in there. <laughs> What's his name? What's his fucker's name? It's Santu. No, yeah. no, 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 no. What's the fucking, the, the creature that we're imagining? Oh, this What's creature? Oh, God. Um, it's It's got to be something so unassuming. Like Gilgamesh. A, Gilga- a lot. <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's the dude. He's based off of biblical fucking <laughs> stories. Biblical stories are made about this guy, right? <laughs> no, it's, it's like Todd. <laughs> yeah jesus christ yeah i always think about that like people who because living in albuquerque being here like the culture is very like if you don't know somebody you don't talk to people like you don't fucking talk to people like, you don't go up to people you don't speak to people unless it's in like a overly social setting yeah where that's accepted like you're going out to a bar at night and even then you oh, know dude, no, there's certain people you like but like just in general she was like the culture is very much like I, I. I'm not gonna go talk to anyone. People don't, aren't gonna come up to me. We're we're gonna all stick in our pockets. Like, cause oh. it's interesting because I've seen like, like I remember going out. My first time going out to a bar outside of Albuquerque was down in uh, College Station, Texas, by Texas A&M. And M. And it's so different. It was so weird. Everyone is just like talking to each other and mingling and like. Like everyone, like, cause like, I, I think about Howdy neighbor. Well, yeah, no, for real. Like I think about like some like sister where like, I, I look at that and it's like, everyone is like in their little pockets of people. And it's just these little groups that are just like, and it makes almost like a pathway throughout really the, does, throughout dude. like throughout the bar, which is kind of nice, but like, there's no intermingling. There's no real, and the, the only real, like kind of intermingling is at the show, like at the venue pad they have yeah. there. Right. But 
if there's not live music going on, it's just little pockets of people. It's like I'm, it's like fucking like high school, dude. Mm-hmm. Like you have your fucking goths, your fucking football players, other minorities. I don't know. It's like, like every, <laughs> other minorities. No, for real. That's how it was. It fucking like when I went to school, it was like, all right, I'm fucking Arabic people over here. You know, like everybody's always like, what the fuck, dude? Like, why? Yeah, That's no, how it real. is, dude. No, for real. But then like, I remember going out to College Station, and it's like. There wasn't that. It was just everyone showed up to a bar and everyone talked to everyone. Everyone was like, it was so fucking strange to me. Like, <laughs> I, and, I, and I was super, like, I'm still kind of socially awkward now, but back then it was like dialed up to a thousand. So I'm just standing there with my, with my, <laughs> with my beard, like, <laughs> to touch me. <laughs> Mom, I need you to pick me up. Mom, I don't know what to do. Dude, no, I fucking, that's why, like, like especially a sister, you know, like, Every time I go there, I like I see different groups of people that I know. So I like I'll go from group to group, but I just I don't like like distillery, dude. I fucking like, I used to work at fucking distillery, and that's how it is. Dude. I don't fuck like every time I go up there, I just like I, I know everybody that works there, so I talk to them. I do not talk to anybody that goes to fucking distillery. They're so fucking like they're scary over there, dude. So I've been to distillery once. I was there for twenty minutes. Good for you. And I was browning out like a motherfucker. I was so hammered. Here's what happened. I went out to my buddy's show. And uh, to, to the Sums of Harvard. And so I watched them play. It was great. And then they're like, hey, we're all going to, it was that launch pad. And we were, all, we were having a couple of drinks. And I'm like, hey, we're going to go to distillery. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but all right, fine. So I'm like following the group, right? Walk, I meander up the stairs. And like <laughs> the room starts spinning. And I'm like, oh, no. So I sit back down. I get my shit together, stand back up, go to my group of friends. And we're talking. And I could tell, like, like waiting to get drinks, and I'm like in the back of the line, like I don't want to know, <laughs> no, please, <laughs> and no more. It was like maybe twelve thirty in the morning. It's not late, but like right in the middle of the night, and this fucking, no, I don't want to throw it too much shape, but this fucking burly woman behind the bar, <laughs> let's put it that way, very, very um, sturdy gal behind the bar, just yells and goes. If you're not buying shots, get the fuck out. And that sobered me up, dude. I thought someone got shot. Like, for real. I thought this was like the go time where I like, I grab the nearest, like the nearest friend behind me, throw them over my shoulder and run out of the bar. Like, that's what I thought this was going to be, right? And so I'm looking around. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And she yells, I'm like, whoa. And so everyone in like, in, it's like, it's like everyone got like activated and they're like, Okay, and everyone left. I was like, "What the fuck?" She made that call at twelve thirty. Mm-hmm. That's fucking dumb, dude. I wonder who that. Was. Wait, when when do, when would this have been? December. December of last year. Last year, okay. This past December, maybe. Fuck, I don't know who would have been fucking working. Yeah, December of last year. That's fucking dumb as shit. Well, dude. it was weird to me because I've never been. Well, first of all, I've never been in a bar situation. And I'm thankful for this, where the bartender starts yelling. Because if your bartender's yelling, there's an issue, right? But I've never been in our, any kind of restaurant setting where you're at the height of business and someone of authority says, everyone get out. That makes no sense to me. Like, did you think that was going to work? Like, dude, it's, it's no. Yeah. That's idiotic. Yeah, no, it's insane to me. So maybe if I treat them like shit, they'll want to spend more money. <laughs> That's how strip clubs work. I used, to, I used to work at a strip club too. That is no shit. Works. Yeah, Where? which one? Fuck it. So that's funny. So knockouts, which is distillery and knockouts, are owned by the same people. I used to work at both of them. 
Uh, but I was the DJ at Knockouts, and I was a bouncer there. And yeah, <laughs> dude, I swear to God, like, fucking there's this one time I let this guy in. And he, I don't think he was from here, but, like, he visited quite frequently. And uh, he was a nice guy. You know, he, like, tipped me. And, I, like, customers don't usually tip the DJ. I was like, cool. And he, like, takes this girl to the booths. And I, like, go back there, you know, because I was doing security, too. I was, like, checking on the girls, making sure nothing weird was happening. And we have, like, these, like, little, um, we had these little, like, coffee table stand things back there very small things but i saw like four of them like stacked up and i was like what the fuck is that like like a barrier and i was like no wait 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 wait, wait. so you had coffee tables so so like they were like end tables. no they were like yeah like end table like little round fucking things just like the girls and they put were their purses stacked. on yeah and and so there's one for each booth right so there's like four booths and there's a little thing for each one and all of the things were it was dead in the club uh and all the fucking things were stacked on top of each other and i was like no, what the fuck like to make a fucking wall and i was like what the fuck so i go back there and i look and the girl is my homegirl is stepping on this dude with her heels and i was like are you, are you okay like are, are you cool with this and she's like yeah no he's paying me like a 100 bucks to do this and i'm like cool, uh cool yeah t- tip me out good later then later and i like look down at this dude and he sees me he's just like like the most i was like what are you what the fuck dude like you like getting st- all right whatever no judgment whatever if that's what you're into it was so fucking bizarre she was like, like without heels, this woman was like six, six foot tall. And she, oh, was, she was a big lady. Like just, she's already kind of built. Oh yeah. Oh dude. She- <laughs> Jesus. So for those of you who might have made it, maybe forgot, we're in New Mexico <laughs> and uh, the Mexican gene pool is not known for height. So let alone the female Mexican gene pool <laughs> is not known for height. So there's a six foot, was it a Mexican chick? No, she was white as hell. Oh, okay. So we've got a uh, Icelandic her woman. Was, her name was Peaches. <laughs> Not to be confused with the peach we talked about earlier. <laughs> Different peach because uh, that peach is pretty tall too. Yeah, she's she's kind of tall for a chick. Yeah, she's about my height, about five ten, five eleven. Oh, and then she like wears heels. Mm-hmm. What's up, Peach? So she's sta- so. Do you do anything about that? Do you let that ride? I I well, it's it's really up to the girl. You know, like I asked her, I was like, "Are you cool with this? Are you comfortable?" She's like. Yeah, he's giving me like way more because like a dance in one of those booths is like ten bucks. Oh shit, sorry, it's like ten bucks a dance. Um, and she was like, "Yeah, he's giving me like a hundred bucks to do this for like five songs." I was like, "Get your money, get yeah. your fucking money. Just tip me out good, and if you feel uncomfortable, let me know, and I'll throw him out." Like that was, and he kept coming. He was a really nice guy too. I was like, "How long did you work there for?" I worked there for like six or seven months. I yep. didn't, ma- I didn't make any fucking money. That job sucked. You have, have to throw anybody out. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> There's this like I've I've always wanted to talk to somebody who's done security work at a strip club, so I got questions. Oh, dude, there is this fucking one guy. <laughs> there is like this fucking I don't. He seemed like he was a homeless guy. He seemed like mentally challenged. I don't know, dude. I felt bad for the guy, but he like ran in, dude. Like I guess he was doing this all along the block, but he ran into the club, and we have like a bar. I don't know if you've been inside, but there's like a no, bar. not to knockouts. You see, don't don't go. I, don't I have I have no desire. <laughs> so there's a bar that we swing open to like let people in, check people's IDs, whatever. This dude, like, runs in, ducks under the bar. Like, before I even know what's happening, like, the door, I'm up in the DJ booth. The just, bar on the customer side or the server side? The, uh, like, right, so there's the front door, walk in, there's a bar, like a metal bar that just Oh, open. oh, like a bar of, a barrier of entry. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. And, I, uh, and I'm, like, up in the booth, and I just, like, he sprints in there and just, like, rolls under the bar and immediately goes to, like, the booths where the girls are, and he's just, like, I'm, like, what the fuck? And so I run down there, and I'm, like, he's just, like... Checking everybody out. And, dude, there's, like, this fucking, like, 75-year-old, like, Vietnam vet. His name was Ben. Nicest fucking old man I've ever met. 
he like freaks out. He's like, what the fuck? So like I grab this guy and Ben's like fucking like holding him to. We're both like restraining this dude. And then I throw him out, dude. I fucking just like throw him out the front door. He drops like a bunch of shit. And then like the old guy like grabs all his shit, throws it into the street. Fucking homie just like You leads. beat the sonic rings out of him or what? Dude, literally. He dropped like a bag and like I don't know what the fuck was. I didn't want to look in it. I was like, there's gonna be fucking needles or some shit in this. Yeah. He like leaves his bag, runs down, he sprints down the street, goes to fucking bourbon and boots, hops the fence, and then my bouncer friend down there, Trent, shout out Trent, fucking I lit dude, he like hops the fence. I see this dude fucking pick him up and throw him back over. And then he continues to run down the street to like whatever the, I think he went to like cake next and did the same shit. It was fucking hilarious. So you met during your time as a uh, bouncer, you met one guy whose kink was getting stepped on. You met another guy whose kink was getting thrown out of a car (laughs) or thrown out of fucking buildings. And that's fair, man. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess that's, you know, everybody's, I don't judge, dude. I don't kink shame. Jesus Christ. What the fuck? (laughs) He he couldn't afford a fucking ticket to Cliffs. He's like, you know what? (laughs) These guys can just throw me over stuff. And look, I'm malnourished. I haven't had a full sandwich in like a year and a half. I've been eating stray rats and fucking dead hookers. So they, I'm like 95 pounds. They can just throw me right over these guys. They're all on steroids. Fuck them. It's going to be a fucking great time. <laughs> you, ever had a, you ever had a dead hooker mid, mid-rear? Some A1 <laughs> sauce. Can't beat it, I'll tell you that. The A1 sauce covers up the taste of the worms. Oh, <laughs> So what what led you to having to be a bouncer? Well, we've all got some weird jobs. Like, hey, I had any money, I'm gonna do it. But like, what what life path? What decisions in life led you to being a fucking bouncer at knockouts? Of all Dude, places? that was like that was my first job uh, after the pandemic really ended. Like like for real, because I was like chilling on my unemployment, and then I had like I got some money from a streaming service provided me like some crypto, and then I turned that shit into actual money. So I was like chilling for a minute, and then it like ran out so oh, i had to go shit. get a job that was really just all that it was like they promoted it on facebook like be come work uh come work at knockouts as a dj i'll make like 300 dollars a night and uh, i was like fuck yeah and so i go over there and they're like okay you're the day dj um and you don't get hourly and you're also the bouncer and you don't get hourly for that either and dude like i was it was so fucking bad dude like so, and then I started working at distillery too. And like that paid a little bit better. I was a bar back, but that job fucking sucks. And I was also doing security there. Um, so how are you doing security and DJ work? Dude, like, well, it was cool. Cause like fucking leave the track running to go throw somebody out and you run back and start keep for real. Yeah. Yeah. And no. like, I didn't even, I wasn't even like, I, I was just using Spotify cause the booth is so tiny. I didn't have room for my decks. So I was like, this is idiotic dude. Like I was literally just using Spotify to play music for these girls. Like, yeah, dude, it was a horrendous job. I love so many of the people that I worked with. Shout out Bentley. Shout out Kylie. Fucking shout out the homies, Adam, Anthony. But fuck that job, dude. That shot, that shit sucked. Jesus Christ. I'm so glad that, yeah. And then I was like a bar, I was a bartender after that at a different, at a brewery. And like, that was fine for a while. That fucking paid my shit. And now I like, I cook at Flying Star on Manal. That fucking pays my, and then I DJ a bunch on top of that. So like, you know. Yeah. We're chilling now, but. Yeah, that fucking six-month stint that I did there. Dude, fucking... Jesus Christ. Yeah, because I've only... I've only been to a, to a strip club here in Albuquerque once, and it was a horrible experience. I'm never doing it again. Which one? Went to Fantasy World. And so what happened is my 18th birthday, and my buddies had the bright idea. They are like, because obviously... I, I think I was the last one out of my friends. I think I'm the youngest out of my friends, so I was the last one to turn 18. 
And so there was like, fuck. Yeah, there was four of us, including me. And I turned 18. And I'm like, okay, well. Now, this is back when stuff in Albuquerque stayed open past 12 a.m. <laughs> uh, it was a Monday night, too. So they're like, yeah, we get to, you get to fucking, I'm like, okay. So I get the little money that I had. I went to Walgreens and I got myself a pack of cigarettes. And uh, they didn't sell fucking scratchers, so I don't know why the fuck we went to <laughs> went to Walgreens. And uh, but I had a couple of twenties, and I asked the guy to change it into. Uh, it was funny. It was an older guy, maybe like his mid sixties, early sixties, to change it into ones and fives. And so he does my change. Okay, thanks. I leave. My buddy does it. Same thing. His change. Then he gets a look on his face. And then he, my third buddy walks up. He goes, hey, he goes, hey, let me see your ID here real quick. Looks at the date. He goes, okay. Gives it back. Gives my other two buddies their change. He goes, all right, have fun at the trip club, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he, he fucking knew. Oh, dude. yeah. So, and I've never really been like that guy that's super interested in strip clubs. Never really just like, especially back then. And so I was like, man, like. I'd rather just order pizza and play Xbox, but whatever, whatever. This is my 18th birthday. Like they want to have fun on my 18th birthday, so yeah, fuck it's, it. It's about them. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so I, I remember, I remember pulling up, and I stopped the car. I didn't turn it off yet, but I stopped it. I was like, "All right, guys." I, I looked at him. I was like, "Are you sure?" And they looked at me like, "What?" And my buddy, well, he's not my friend anymore. This guy, I'll tell you about him. Uh, this guy actually. Flash forward a few years, uh, he got arrested in Las Vegas for being a uh, homegrown terrorist. So, yeah, that was, a, yeah, oh, yeah. Holy fuck. What the fuck? So, <laughs> yeah, so, I'm because he's in the passenger seat, my buddy Joe and my buddy Dom, they're in the back. And I'm like, all right, guys, are you sure? And my buddy next to me, he goes, yeah, man, it's going to be a great time. And I'm like, yeah, come on, what's going on? I'm like, okay, okay guys, let's just think about this logically. Are you sure we're going to get, like, prime choice meat in Albuquerque, New Mexico at an 18 and older strip club at Monday night? <coughs> Are we sure? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, you guys are paying for my cover. You guys are paying for my dances. I'm not paying for dick. This is retarded. And they're like, okay. So we go and like God, from what I remember, it was like seven dollars for a fucking Red Bull or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, God. Yep. So we go in there, and the guy who ended up being a terrorist, uh, I'm not, I'm not using that flagrantly either. Guy that ended up, being... <laughs> he walks in there. He had a very like flagrant. He he did a lot of projecting. The poor guy didn't have a great family life, so he always had to like verbally bolster himself to be bigger than he actually is. You know what I mean? Like the guy who always speaks very like, like I'm loud by nature because I have a louder voice, but he always like has to be like the most loud guy. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So he walks in, it's fucking dead, right? There's like maybe 10 people in the whole club and he walks in and he goes, it's my boy's 18th birthday. I want the best girl in the club. And I'm like, Oh, oh no. That fucking hurts. Oh, I'm like, oh please don't no. Oh. So I I go back. We all sit. And I'm like, we're sitting at this four this four table, this like round table for four people. And sitting there, I'm like, I look at him, we're there for like two minutes, and I'm like, so hey, where's the best girl, huh? Like how do, what's your what's your gauge of women for this place? Like just out of curiosity. You know what I mean? Like, what do you what's your um you know what I mean? What's what's the meter here, dude? And, and then <laughs> 
And then so this 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 what not girl, this woman walks up. And a woman. And the thing about strip that strip club, I guess, it's very dark. Yes. Can't see a whole lot. And so I'm and she walks up and she goes, uh, like whose birthday is it? And they all point to me. I'm like, fuck. And she and she reaches out her hand. I'm like, okay. So I start walking back with her. And like the lights hitting her, I'm like, okay, she's like, she's skinny, kind of built well. Okay, whatever. And like light starts hitting her face. And I'm like, how old is this woman? Like, that's how I knew she was a woman. How old is she? Sits me down. Like, and it's always my first fucking time in her So I, I like sat down. We were like in, a, in like the back, like booth, right? Like the circular, like booth. So I sit down, but I like sit to the back of the fucking, <laughs> like the back of the booth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, present thy cheeks, ma'am. <laughs> you know? So so I'm sitting back, and she asked me to fucking scoot up. So I fucking scoot up. I'm such a fucking dork. So I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there like this. I'm like holding on to the side of the thing. for <laughs> dear to lie like the fucking roller coaster. You know, I'm like, <laughs> like what's going to happen? And so she. <laughs> is, this, is this right? Am I doing well, it right? Well, because I'm thinking back to like all my years of playing Grand Theft Auto 4 and how it's like, don't touch the girls, you get kicked out, you get shot. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, hands where I can see him, you know, like, don't like, don't freak out. You know, don't make any sudden movements or a big black guy's going to come grab me and throw me out and beat me up. Right. So, so that's what's going through my mind. And then, so she starts dancing, she takes her top off. And I forget what she's like what she initially says, but then she goes, uh, she grabs my hands and puts them on her tits. And then I'm, I'm I'm so uncomfortable. I'm so uncomfortable right now, right? And then she goes, She goes, Do you think they're real? Do you think they're fake? And in the back of my head, I'm like, these are so fake. I'm a virgin and I know they're fake. You know what I mean? And like I put my hands down to inspect the products, you know? And dude, I am not making this up when I say it was like a cross-eyed dude from West Virginia. Her oh, eyes. Fuck. Like one's looking this way, one's looking that oh, way. Oh god. A botched job, right? A horrible job. And I'm like, they're they're real, right? These have gotta be like, no, they're fake, but I just got a really good job done. And I'm like, oh I feel like my dumbass would have just been like, these are like really horrible. Like who, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you want to talk about this? I have a great therapist. <laughs> so then the last thing I really remember about that specific instance was she turned around and kept dancing. And dude, like there's like, there's things in life that you can't unsee. There's also things you can't unsmell and dog. It was so bad. It, it was like a fucking waft of just, <sighs> like Saddam's mustard gas, bro. And I was like, fuck. The song finally ends. The longest three minutes of my <laughs> fucking life. And she goes, and then obviously, and like that's, and this is when I first, like, obviously my first experience, but like this is when it really, like, because I hear like stereotypes about strippers and how like, they lie to you and how, like, you know, they're, they're playing the part. Oh, yeah. Obviously. But like the switch flipped. From customer service to pay me now. Oh, yeah. You know? He's like, okay, who's paying me? And I was like, uh, blonde dude right there across the room. He's paying me. Go to him. Mm -hmm. Walk away. Yeah. Because I see, like, 
because while she was doing it, I would like see across the fucking room. I got two of my buddies with two strippers like dancing on them and shit. And I'm like, okay, thank God they're right there. Okay. So, so she gets done. I'm like, yeah, that dude, his name's Andrew. He's paying you him, 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 him. So I walk out, <clears throat> I go to the bouncer. I'm like, Hey, uh, is it okay if I just go to my car and grab my cigarettes, please? And he goes, yeah. So I go, I grab him, go back to the smoking area. And I start fucking smoking. I'm like, I go with like five of these motherfuckers. I'm like, please get me out of here. So it ends, and I finish my cigarettes. I go sit back down. My buddy Joey, he's sitting right back down next to me. Buddy Andrew comes back. He's like, hey, so what do you think, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I looked at him. Because it's like, I know he had the right, like, His like intentions the were intentions pure. were good. But I wanted to punch yeah. him in the mouth, right? <laughs> How uncomfortable I was. Dude, now that's... And I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. But we couldn't, we were sitting there for like five minutes, five, eight minutes. And then we looked at each other like, hey, we walked in with four people. Where's Dom? <laughs> <laughs> and like right on cue, he comes sprinting out of the back room and plops back down. And he goes, all right, guys, uh, who's got $250? And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, I, uh. I didn't know that it was per song. Oh, I, and fuck. I'm like, what? Oh, so then this this little like, the younger girl had to be like in her early 20s, walks out the back and she's like, like we I could tell that she was trying to like play those. She wasn't that angry, but she was like, you know, she was like like on a power walk, you know. Yeah, fucking, yeah. scary. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm sitting there and she comes to our table and just stares at us, and we all look at Dom and so. God bless between the three of them. They had to scrounge together their $250. This is our stage money. <laughs> and it gave her the fucking money. And we drove off and we got back to the house with the one bottle of whiskey we had stolen from Dom's mom or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was like, it's like Southern Comfort or some shit. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> and I was like, guys, please never again. Like, please never again. That's I think that's the I think that's the best experience to have at a strip club because then it's like you don't want to fucking do that ever again. It's such a no. fucking stupid waste of money, dude. Like, yeah, it's it, you're paying to have a boner in public. That was so eloquently put, dude. That was beautiful. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? That's a tweet. I'm gonna you have to tweet that out. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. And and uh, yeah, I just I just think it's funny. It's like and so now like whenever really I I get a. I laugh to myself when I, whenever I drive by like TDs because they always like advertise who's coming like TDs off of the freeway. Yeah. Right. And and the most recent one is uh, oh I've seen it like five times in the last years. Bridget the midget. Bridget the midget. I I kind of want to see her just for the meme value because I feel like that'd be fucking hilarious. She's like famous. She's a fucking big name. I don't know. I don't know. I've like I've been offered. I've been invited to go see her multiple times throughout the years, and I'm like, no. <laughs> Dude, you know what the best part about TDs is? I've never been inside, but like, I always see the advertisements like eighteen dollar fucking steak and lobster. That is what worries me because no, I was I was having that conversation with a couple of homies last weekend, and I was like, I don't want to go eat fish at a place where the women smell the same as the fish does. I just don't think that's good uh, tableside manner. You know what I mean? I just I don't think that's the right aroma you like for your steakhouse. Why would you serve food at a strip club, dude? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Fucking, uh, <laughs> it's so funny. So the first time we went, to, so my fucking, my first experience at the club was at Fantasy World too. Except I was like peeking on acid and my friends were like, <laughs> it was the first time I did acid. And I was like, 
I thought so. My I had so I had this roommate at the time, and he was like out on a date, so he's gonna be gone all night. And I was like, you know, I have some fucking, I have some sit on a Sour Patch Kid. And so I was like, I'm gonna microdose. It's gonna be sick. So I like nibbled a little bit, and like, I was like not feeling shit. And I like eat more, and eventually I just eat the whole thing. Oh, and I was, no. drink, I had a handle of Tito's, so I was like drinking that the whole, the whole night too. And then like two hours later, I like opened my eyes, and I'm just like, fucking tripping sack. And I like called all my friends. I was like, somebody needs to come over. And then like one of them was like, yeah. Comes over, brings another home. He's like, we're going to the club. And I'm like, it was honestly like pretty fucking sick until it wasn't. And I ran out of money. But, you know, up until then, fucking dope. What is, for you, what is that sensation like on acid? What is acid to the to the uninitiated and myself? What does that feel like? Just like in general? Yeah, in general. Man, it's it's very introspective. You know, I feel like, because I, I definitely enjoy shrooms a lot more than acid. Dude, acid, like, I don't know, your time is just, like, it's, I feel like time is the biggest thing, dude. Like, you'll be like, oh, yeah, dude, it's, it's been like an hour since, you know, like this. It's been like two minutes. Like, the time warping is insane. It, it's really making go crazy. Um, I don't know, dude, it's just, like, the first time I did that same night, I remember I was, like, walking back up to my apartment, and I had my keys in my hand. And it felt like water, like my keys. I was like, I kept grabbing them. And I was like, it was the most, and I looked at him. I was like, what the fuck? Like, it felt like solid water. If that makes sense. It doesn't make sense. I don't know. Dude, it was bizarre. That's scary. It was, it was, I thought it was sick, dude. Um, that night, the way that night ended is like, one of my homies crashed on my bed. I was like, all right, whatever, fuck you. And the other one like passed out on the floor next to me. And then I like, I had like a blanket on the floor. So I slept on that. And it was like eight in the morning, you know, like we we hadn't slept. And I like, I looked at, have you ever seen that movie, The Spiderwick Chronicles? No. It was this like Nickelodeon movie from back in the day. I'm looking it up. Yeah, yeah, fucking, it's like creatures and fairies and shit, like whatever. Um, and I like, I'm like laying down, looking at my blanket, and I see like this little tuft of fabric. And I fucking like, when you're on acid, you can like zoom in like four, yep, yep. Uh, you can like zoom in like infinitely. Like you just look at shit and like keep going. And I fucking like, Look at this little tiny piece of fabric, and it has a fucking face, dude. It's like a little, it looked like a creature from that movie, and it's like alive, and it's like looking at my finger. I like my finger next to it. It's just, it's just bizarre. It's a bizarre that fucking That is time. horrific. I would not, I, I thought it was cool. I do like you, I closed my eyes. I was like, all right, well, that's, that's pretty cool. I'm going to try to get some sleep now, though. I closed my eyes, and dude, like, it was like the coolest, like, animated cartoon music video just playing. Like, it was just, <laughs> and it was just like procedurally generated. It was just like kept going, and like all these sick patterns, and like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. It was, it was a fun time. That's sick. Well, because you've heard of like in the '60s where the government first started like experimenting with acid and dosing people, like MK Ultra, yeah. um, Operation Midnight Climax. You've heard of that one? No. Oh, that's my favorite. So MK Midnight Ultra Climax. is is famous just because that's where like Manson came out of, and then that's where the Unabomber came out. Oh, you don't know that shit? Yeah. Wait, like Manson, like murder yeah, Manson? yeah, Charles Manson. Yeah. So Charles Manson was a CIA plant. And basically what had happened is they he had gone to prison for something and they got him out of prison. And just like uh, Whitey Bulger, he's a CIA plant too. Ooh. Whitey Bulger, the gangster for not Capone. Who was he with? I forget, but he was a... Uh... Anyway, so Manson, they had gotten him out of prison and they had experimented LSD on him to see the effects on it. And then they were like, oh... We could, like, figure out how to use LSD for mind control. Like, we can do this. 
okay, so they got him out of prison and gave him acid. And while he was on acid, they had these CIA, like, PSYOP guys teach him how to manipulate people. And he went on to create, obviously, the Manson family and do murders. And every time he would get locked up, the CIA would get him out, rinse and repeat until it got too big and they left him in prison. Oh, yeah. All of that's because of the CIA. Oh, yeah. Dude, I did not know that. And so then, like, watch, I'll look it up. So, um, let's see. MK Ultra. So, MK Ultra was, I'm looking for a year. Yeah, so it went from 53, into 70, 53 to 73. Damn, that fucking long? Yeah, and then they went into Operation Midnight Climax. And that is when they started finding out, um, yeah, it was a sub-project of, the, of MK Ultra. A mind control research program began in the 50s. And so basically what this was is the CIA set up brothels and they would get these prostitutes to go and get their johns, bring them into the brothel, and the brothel would have a one-way mirror. And so you had a bunch of CIA dudes behind the mirror literally watching and taking notes of what would happen. So the girl would take the, the john into the room and it looked like like a, like a brothel, like there's a bed, a couch, like low lighting, all that kind of stuff. But before they would start, she'd obviously just be very friendly. Hey, you want a glass of water? And the ones that would say yes, would drink the water. It's laced with acid. Watch them trip on acid. Whenever she found an opening, the girl would leave. And so now you have this dude who's been unknowingly dosed on acid in this room being watched by CIA guys. Oh, Yeah. Dude, that's fucking dark. Mm-hmm. This is and so this is after MK Ultra. This is midnight this is during, climax during MK Ultra. Or, or during, during yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so, and so, um, as a branch from that, um, the Unabomber Ted uh, Ted Kaczynski, yeah. right? Uh, the, yeah, Theodore Teddy Kaczynski. He he used to be this super smart guy. Went to Harvard. The whole nine. He ended up like. Watch me find it. Uh, fucking Unabomber. Bomber. Let's see. Acid. CIA. That should pull up stuff. Put me on a watch list. Mm. Dude, I'm on the FBI watch list. When are they going to mail me my free watch? <laughs> so sick. I wonder if it's going to be a Rolex, dude. So, yeah, he was a test subject through MK Ultra in the 50s. And it ran him fucking... Uh, it ran him fucking crazy, and that's Just like fed his ass acid or what? Yeah, and that's what um, that's what made him go insane, made him hate the government, and that's why when you look at his bombing locations, it was always government facilities, like maybe uh, post offices. And he's the one that he he lived out like fucking bumfuck nowhere in a cabin in the fucking like not even a cabin, it was like a shack, right? So, I think because that was also at the same time ish as um the ruby ridge incident with the atf where yeah so they got this this that really goes more into gun control and basically what the what the atf and the fbi had on this guy is that they had reason to believe his super trumped up bullshit charges right they had reason to believe that he had like a sawed off shotgun just something so minute but yet illegal that they were like, okay, we need to go in and get this guy. And because they like, they also threw charges on him of like uh, conspiracy plots to like, 
like something about disrupting the government or some shit. Bunch of nonsense. Wait, is it illegal to have a sawed-off shotgun? Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. That's, oh yeah. That's hell illegal. Sawed-offs are definitely illegal. Right. Sawed-offs are illegal. Brass knuckles are illegal. Do that one. Switchblades are illegal. Yeah. Who gives a fuck if you saw it off? Uh, and so, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just, I don't know shit about guns. Yeah. Just, fucking... I don't know anything about the law, but it becomes illegal if you saw it off. Yeah. So then. What ends up happening is they're staking out his uh, his cabin for weeks. Finally, he becomes aware of it because he sees these fucking FBI guys just hanging out outside his fucking cabin for like like fifty yards away, and he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" Because like, they would really like to, like like they would like uh, hire snipers that would like low crawl up to his fucking cabin plant for hours on end watching him. Long story short, they. Uh, they end up killing his wife, his kid, and the dog, and they wound him and arrest him. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. That's fucking <laughs> sad as shit. Dude. That's some art. That's like some fucking villain backstory shit. Oh dude. yeah, dude. And then I I want to say they end up arresting the guy. Watch, let me see. No, I don't watch a YouTube video with the Unabomber. Um, Ruby Ridge. Uh, yeah, it was an 11 day siege. And then for Randy Weaver. Yeah. Okay, so they got him because uh, it was a bench warrant that he didn't, he failed to appear for federal firearm charges because he had a sawed off. Okay. And um, yeah, the FBI ends up getting involved. And then uh, let's see. Mm 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 mm. So he ends up getting arrested and being brought to trial, but I'm trying to find out where it says who ends up dying. Okay, this is why I love having a producer because they they do all the research for me. Do they fact check on the spot? Fuck yeah, dude! Because I talk out of my ass 100 percent of the time, and. So let's see. Did you know that Yoko Ono actually fucking killed John Lennon? That was her. <laughs> My favorite one is uh, Courtney Love actually killed Cobain. Wait, um, that one's true, right? Honestly, <laughs> well, because the conspiracy behind that is like, because his shotgun was so long. It's like, how was he able to actually get the leverage to do it? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they killed his wife and his kid and wounded him. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Super fucked up, dude. Oh, but my uh, my buddy who became a terrorist. Um, so this was during the fucking COVID George Floyd riot nonsense, and what ended up happening was because he like he he was a constant fuck up, and we all tried to help him. Like he ended up going to NIMI with us, and I remember like he started out his NIMI. He started out going to NIMI. When I was a sophomore in high school, and he was just a constant fuck up. Like he would get in trouble for fuck, like, like, like for things that high school kids do anyway. But because you're Nimmy, you can't fucking like you can't fucking smoke pot, get caught having sex, you get fucked up, you know stuff like that, right? But it's all things teenagers do. But again, at Nimmy, it's pretty severe shit, right? So he goes to Nimmy like sophomore year of high school. Kicked out half of the junior year, comes back senior year, 
and then it just came down to like because he was in the same uh, like like uh, troop that I was in, and so it came down to like like I was in charge of him, and I was like, dude, like we need to wear this uniform at this time to go to this thing, and he couldn't get that together, couldn't get his fucking room clean together all the time. He couldn't. He at one point stopped going to class, you know, and shit like that. And they have like this ranking system for like demerits and shit mm-hmm. where it's like a point system and you get to me demerits, you get kicked out. And that's what's up happening. He ends up joining the, uh, fucking army reserve or some shit lives in New Mexico for a bit with us. Ends up marrying this random chick that she, that he met. Uh, she was a nurse at UNM. She fucked him up pretty bad. Uh, like physically fucked him up pretty bad. Oh yeah. Beat the shit out of him. Uh, oh yeah. Stepped on him in high heels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I know him. <laughs> And uh, he ends up going back to Vegas, and then the fucking because his family's from Vegas, and the COVID kicks off, everyone gets locked down, and we lose contact with him because he got to it got to a point out in Vegas where like another friend of ours lived out there. Those two and another person had an apartment together. This guy ends up bailing, leaving my our buddy like forty two hundred dollars worth of debt and all this kind of shit like. He owed a bunch of money to my buddy Dom, like his fucking grandmother and his father owed them a bunch of money and a whole bunch of nonsense, right? He just fucked fucked things up everywhere he went. So, we lose contact with him. Finally, we see a headline where he gets arrested with like two other guys that were like veterans uh, of the Navy, I think. And basically what they were getting, and they still haven't, like, I'll, I'll look at it every couple of months, see if there's any updates. They haven't done shit with this since, like, June, I think. And basically what had happened was when the riots were going down, they had been, like, the FBI had been watching these guys because they were part of, like, the Boogaloo thing, like, assign them, like, uh, assign them something like the Boogaloo movement, like the three percenters, like the take down the government, fuck the government, okay. we're going to blow up buildings, shit like that. Like, uh... Guys who thought they could fucking build up a build up a militia and like take over the government. Okay. So they get caught in a plan to fucking make Molotov cocktails and pipe bombs and all this type of shit and go bomb a BLM riot or protest, right? They get caught like at the fucking place about to do it, but I guess they couldn't get it done. Thank God. <laughs> because one of the guys didn't know how to properly make a pipe bomb. <laughs> So it never actually fucking ignited. <laughs> so they catch him. Fuck yeah. Raid their fucking collective places, find all the bomb-making products, and now they're sitting in fucking custody waiting to get a trial on it. Wait, there's still no Yeah, time. they're in custody right now. Holy yeah, I'll, I'll show you these guys. They're a bunch of fucking jackasses. That's fucking hilarious, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, fuck that. that. That's like, to a terrorist, that's got to be such like a fucking L. Like, <laughs> damn, dude, what, what, what'd you do? Yeah. I fucked up the pipe. So, uh, two years after arrest, Nevada Boogaloo suspects have yet to face jury. And that's the three of them. And uh, my buddy's the one on the far left. Or my old, old friend's the one on the far left. Yeah, he looks like a fuck. Yeah. Damn, they all look like fucks, dude. That dude, that dude on the fucking right looks like a failed stand-up comic. <laughs> and the dude in the middle looks like he fucking... You're fucking... You got... <laughs> Looks yeah. like a fucking uh, like a Wendy's manager, <laughs> but he like pimps out his employees in the back. 
Fuck that. Fuck those dudes. Yeah, fuck them. They're awful. Like, he's an awful person. And, um, yeah, so now they're waiting trial and shit. But uh, I think that's just fucking hilarious. Like, fuck those people. Like, I don't. Fucked up the pipe like, bomb. Like, listen, man. I don't agree with fucking, uh, with those BLM riots. I, I, I'm all for protesting. But when they turn into riots, yeah, I don't agree with that shit either. But listen, man. Don't fucking make a pipe bomb to go kill people. Like that. They're they're civil. They're innocent people. You know, like that's not fucking. Yeah, that's horrible. Well, I'm glad. I, I, I'm glad they're fucking dumb and they fucked it up. Yeah, same. I'm glad they didn't know how to make a fucking. Not that I do. Um, I do not know how to do it. Me neither. I, yeah, but who does? Yeah, really. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they got. I'm glad they tried and fucked up, just so they could be an example. Yeah. Because like it was uh, because you know how on uh Snapchat it'll give you like random news. And stuff. Yeah, like are you talking about like, yeah. like the news are like all that random shit? Yeah, like the, like the tiles. Yeah. Right? And he popped up on a tile. I was like, Is I know that guy. Well, no, because we had talked about it at first, but I never really saw anything. And I was like, oh, sure, why not? But like then I saw it on the thing. I was like, oh, shit, it's that's, I know that guy. Dude, you made it <laughs> to Snapchat news. No, I'm not going to pay 50 cents to keep talking to you. <laughs> you fucking dumbass. Yeah. It's hilarious. But. Uh, before we get out of here, I see that you have a fucking Mandalorian tattoo. Fuck yeah. What do you think about Star Wars right now, dude? Is it kind of sucks? I think parts of it suck. I think parts of it are cool. I think, all right, all right, so I just finished Mando season three. I haven't, I haven't seen the finale yet. You haven't seen the finale? No. Um, pretty, pretty strong ending. I'd say I'm not going to say anything, but, um, dude, like, I remember when that show came out, like first season. Dope as shit. Banger. Dude. dude, second season, you get Boba. Are you fucking serious? Dope. Yeah. Um, third season, they kind of just like there was there was really no set mission. You know, it was kind of yeah. like random shit. And and you got it yeah. like with a show like that, there's only eight episodes. Like I feel like I feel like the last few episodes, like there's like a store like of like varying lengths of the episodes too. Like one episode is twenty minutes. Another one's yeah, like forty. What the fuck is that? What the fuck? Yeah, Disney. Yo, step your fucking shit up, dog. What is this fucking? Yeah. And what killed me about that is Pedro Pascal is a great actor. I've been a fan of his for a while. Oh, dude, he's badass. And for a moment there, there was an overlap between The Last of Us and Mandalorian. So on Sundays, did you watch The Last of Us? I have not finished on it yet. HBO. I, fu- I fucking love it. I have not. I don't know why. I, st- I, I got to the episode where it's um, it's Ellie's flashback things mm-hmm. and it's just she's be, in the mall i think it was i think i was like in the middle of moving and i just like i stopped watching yeah. anything because i was like moving i was like fuck but yeah i want to finish that shit yeah so like on sunday nights you would get these absolute banger of an episode back to back to back and then on wednesday nights you get lizzo i guess i thought that was cute <laughs> dude her and jack black i thought that was i was like holy fuck, is that really is this real like it's all right it's it's cute and it's nice. It's a little goofy, but it's like they're trying. Like, all right, what? It's like they're trying too hard to make it like. What's the word? Like, um, appealing to everybody. Yes, appeal to everyone. You it's, appeal it's to too accessible. Yeah, appeal to everyone. You please nobody. Exactly. You know, like yeah. Jack Black. I fucking love Jack Black. But why are we doing this right now? Yeah, like, like if it was a, I don't know, like a fifteen episode long season. You can have your side missions. You can have your fillers, whatever it is. But if you exactly eight episodes, and that varying length, should and, like, and what they accomplished, you could have done in three. 
Yeah, like if you're, if you're talking about like like the end shit, like where it's starting to get real, like yeah, that could have been like because the real story, to my understanding, is that they're trying to restore Mandalore. Yeah, yeah. you you can do that, and like you, Moff Gideon has escaped or whatever. Right, fuck. you can at the rate that they did it and how important they treated that, you can do that in three episodes of an hour long each. You can do that just fine because that's that's the length of a fucking Star Wars. Yeah, fucking yeah. You, yeah, that's really a movie, and it's just fine. But I don't know. It's just it seemed directionless. The quality really wasn't there. The the it's like they got new writers. I don't know what happened. And then they're also I don't know why they decided to do it with the Mandalorian, but they took on the task of trying because you've seen like the sequel trilogy, right? The seven, eight, and nine. Yeah. Force Awakens, um, Last Jedi, them, and I, Rise of Skywalker. They did not register in my head because yeah, I didn't like them. Yeah, they're garbage. They're, okay, right, they're cool. fucking trash. No, they're this movies. Fucking yeah, sick. they suck. And like, but they're keeping them canon, and they're choosing to do that. So now, for whatever reason, they used Mandalorian season three to like half legitimize those movies. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Well, so if you remember in the ninth one. That whole plot with fucking Palpatine coming back and Snoke oh. really wasn't a leader. He was a clone of a bunch of other Snokes. And yeah. 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 I, so I half remember. Yeah. That so the whole plot of that movie was Snoke really isn't the big bad. He is a cl- experimental clone that has been, it's a product of a v- generations of cloning that Palpatine's been doing to bring back the Empire. And. So in Mandalorian season three, when they capture that scientist and they're talking about the cloning that Moff Gideon's doing, and then you see that Moff Gideon has what is obviously like the alpha versions, like the very first version of the Praetorian guards, the the red dudes. Mm-hmm. Those are the same guards mm-hmm. that, that uh, Snoke had. Okay. So it's they're like laying the groundwork of like, what is it called the. It's not the Empire. Uh, the First Order. The First Order. Because also in the last episode that came out, like last week, when they're doing like the, what do they call them? It's so stupid. The Shadow Council or whatever. They're all talking. One of those dudes is Commandant Hux. Hux. Hux's dad, right? And that's his dad. And the actor is, is the actor's bro- is Hux's brother. Oh, no shit. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. that's what they, I was like, that looks like him. I want, and then yeah. Yeah. So they're trying to like... Because everything in that trilogy was so random and out of left field with no real backstory of why it's happening. Things are just happening. So they're trying to lay the backstory to legitimize it all. Because it all just comes out of fucking nowhere. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, just doing that doesn't make the end product better. It's just more reasons why it's shitty. And and why do you have to do that with Mando, dude? Yeah. I don't know. I fucking... I thought it was a good ending, you know? But yeah, just like what we're talking about, varying time lengths, the amount of episodes and the amount of side bullshit that does not matter. Like, it's cool. We don't need it. Fucking, we're excited. You know. Yeah. Um, what, how'd you feel about Boba Fett's show? Hated it. Dude. I, like. Well, I, in I all like, fairness, in all fairness, I watched the first episode, bored out of my mind, didn't watch the rest of it. And then I heard that Luke came back and like Ahsoka came back and Mandalorian showed up for like three episodes or Din Djarin showed up for three episodes. And I was like, okay. I'll watch those. So I watched like before, like when Mandalorian season three started and I saw that Luke, not Luke, uh, Mando and Grogu were back together. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, there's a backstory that I don't know yeah. about. So I watched those three episodes first and they were sick. 
dude, yeah. Like those were like when when Boba Fett stopped being a Boba Fett show and it turned to a Star Wars show, and it was like Luke Skywalker's training Grogu. What the and fuck that was, was that? So good. No, like okay, all right. I love. I, Bo, that's why I got this it's for Boba Fett. I fucking love him, dude. They did that shit so dirty, dude. Yeah. Like the fucking yeah, the Luke episode was sick. The Ahsoka, all that shit. It kind of was like, why are you doing this on Boba Fett? Like, put this in its own. Like, I get it all connect. I don't know, dude. It was just, it was a mess. It should have been a part of Mandalorian season three. Yeah, it should have been because the end, oh, dude. The fucking Power Rangers. Do you remember that shit? Mm-hmm. The fucking like, well, no, not like actual power, but the fucking and Boba Fett, the little, the multicolored fucking like biker dudes, the kids. Mm-mm. Dude, all right, so like. It might have been an episode I didn't watch. It was it was closer to the end, but like Boba Fett like essentially like enlists these like teenagers that are like um I forget the word, but they're like cyborg esque. Like they have like, Oh, so I saw them. I saw them in those final episodes, but I didn't know who they were. They dude, they're fucking random. They're fucking dumb as fuck. Like they're they're kids and they're like modded out with like parts and shit. Thundercat was in the book of Boba Fett. He was a fucking guest. Dude, it was fucking sick. Um, but yeah, dude, like they had these like each one's like there's a pink one and a blue one. Like they're fucking Power Rangers and they have like these little speeder bike. Dude, it was so like it was so unnecessary. Dumb. Yes, dude. And like Cad wait. Cad Bane, yeah. Cad Bane, dude. That was yeah, sick. That was sick. Yeah. Can't believe he died. But did him very well. Yeah. Did that him was very well. It was well. the same voice actor from yep. Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that was fucking that was sick. Yeah. I've seen bits and pieces of Clone Wars. I've seen like a couple episodes of Rebels. I just don't know a whole lot about like the expanded stuff. But I haven't seen Rebel Rebels yet. Yeah, I just I know that because my one of my roommates uh, Springer he's super into Star Wars like the uh, like the ex- extended universe expanded stuff. Yeah. And I guess what they're doing is they're building out all the Rebel stuff because that's where Ahsoka came from, and so that's like that's neat, but it's like everything that he would describe to me sounds so much more interesting than what they're delivering. You know what I mean? Like that animated show sounds so much better than that show. This fucks so hard that's dude i grew up with that dude you you need to watch that whole thing dude it's fucking dude oh my god the last season of of clone wars, clone wars yeah dude that yeah rebels like i said i haven't started but clone wars dude that shit's fucking amazing yeah that's what everyone's told me <laughs> dude you get like backstory on like random motherfucker dude then there's that new one have you seen that one it's um it's animated as well but it's like count dooku's shit like his backstory Dude, I haven't finished it yet, but it's fucking... Uh, nice. The only new anime stuff I've seen is, like, the the Bad Batch. That one's fucking solid. Yeah, I watched about half of that season. It was pretty cool. Wait, of the new one or what? Yeah, of, like, season one. Like, oh, season, okay. the first half of season one. I was watching, like, up to episode, I think, 11 or 12. Uh, that was kind of cool, but I just, I just got busy and couldn't finish it. Little female Django clone. <laughs> That's so fucking sick. But, I don't know. Now they want to do movies with Ray again and a whole bunch of stuff, and they're doing a Mandalorian movie and... What? Yeah. I guess they're like all of this, uh, the live action stuff that Dave Filoni's doing. He's gonna build it all into a movie. That so, might be sick. That'd be cool. But what did you think of Kenobi? I I didn't like that either. I thought it was boring. Fuck Leia in that shit. She was that, so irritating. It was so boring. Like I don't want. Like if you're gonna do an Obi Wan Kenobi show, pay the fucking money and have it be the bridge between Episode Two and Episode Three of Anakin and Obi Wan training and fighting together that would have been fucking and sick. all of that make it that because when it got announced that they're doing the show and hey christian was coming back that's what i thought it was going to be dude i thought it was going to be like yeah like fucking kenobi uh what was it what was the mandalorian chick uh satine duchess satine i thought it was going to be like 
she was going to be in it. Like, cause you know, that, that was the like love his, interest, right? That was his girl. Yeah. yeah. Dude, the one that Maul fucking killed. I thought it was going to be like that dude. And then it's like, okay, all right. He was like, Hayden Christensen was in it for a flashback. And then he was kind of there for that Darth when they, Vader when ending. They bust his fucking helmet yeah. open. And so that was a cool Star Wars moment at the very end where they're fighting and they have that moment where it's like, you didn't kill me, I did, or whatever. Like, yeah, that's so cool. That was sick. But it, it would have landed so much better if the show was better. I don't I didn't want a rescue mission for Leia. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. then it's like, well, and then if that's the groundwork you're laying, then they spent so much time together. If we're all talking canonically. Why then in Star Wars 4 is Ben Kenobi not giving a fuck about Leia and only cares about Luke? He doesn't even acknowledge Leia as around. He's like, I already saved this idiot once. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, dude, like why pick such like a useless, like why couldn't it have been something that amounted to more? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, yes. that random rescue, like I did like, what's that? What's that dude's name? Um, He's a Indian dude. Um, Or no, no, he's a, I don't think he's Indian. I forget what nationality is, but um. He has like the really funny voice. Uh, he plays Prismo in Adventure Time. I forget his name, but he was in it. He was like a fake Jedi. Remember? He was like scamming people with the Force. Oh! He had um, magnets and shit. Fucking. What is that guy's uh, name? Kumar from Harold and Kumar. Dude, is that him? Yeah. No, wait, not wait. Yeah, that's the dude from Harold and Kumar. He's in the Eternals. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I love that he guy. He was cool. Yeah. Dude, I liked him. Yeah, he was cool. Fucking. And then I hear we're getting an Ahsoka show. Mm hmm. That was going to be sick. Mm -hmm. That better be fucking sick. Yeah, I'm excited for that. But I don't know. I uh, With that going the way it's going, the way Marvel's going, DC has been in shambles and it's going to stay there probably. Because I grew up like loving Marvel and DC. That was my shit. Reading comics, all that stuff. And I just, now I'm like, uh, I'm going to stick to my comic books. I'm going to stick to the things that I know. These new interpretations are fucking terrible. I'm still mad about how dirty they did Henry Cavill. You know, I'm just how they like brought Henry back. Oh, okay. And then got rid of him as Superman again, and like because Henry came back for Black Adam. Oh shit! I haven't I haven't caught up with these scenes. Oh yeah, yeah. There's you're not missing anything. Okay, right. you're yeah, not, that's that's yeah. that's why I figured. Yeah, you're not missing shit. Like they bring him back for Black Adam just for them to wipe everything away and they're rebooting Superman and they're rebooting everything, but they're keeping it's a the mess, dude. They're keeping suicide squad and peacemaker and James Gunn's wife because why not? But yeah. What did you think of the, uh, Robert Pattinson fucking I dug it. dude? That shit I dug it a lot. Sick. He I, was good. I hated his bat suit. I don't like, and that's my preference just cause I don't like Batman when he's with the exception of like when they did, uh, Batman versus Superman and he had the armored suit to fight Superman. Yeah. That shit. I love that because that's right out of the comic. Like that's from the dark Knight returns, but I like Batman when he's not very armored up. I uh, just a very basic suit. Batman beyond dude. Yeah. Bat that's the exception though, because it's in the future. Yeah. Like that's sick. Like, and it's not even really armor. It's just like a, um, like, like a flying suit. Yeah. Like not nanotech, but it's like, it's, it's, it's a, uh, a figure forming tech suit, but it's cool because it's in the future. Like, yeah. That makes sense. Batman is a fucking ninja with horns. Like that's who he is. <laughs> horns and a cape. That's who he's a ninja. Yeah. And like, so why is he wearing armor? I don't like that personally. Oh, you don't like all like the, no, how Pattinson had like all like the bulletproof shit. Like, like I, there's so much about that movie that I love because it's supposed to be Batman in his beginning. He's still learning. He's very much a detective. Yeah. I loved how socially awkward he was. How like that opening scene where they're doing the investigation and he's kind of just standing there. Yeah. But he's looking and he's analyzing and and he tells the guy like the thing about the blood, how he's been there for a while and the cop didn't catch it. Like that's Batman. That's sick. But then 
that scene in Penguin's Club, I think in Penguin's, or maybe like in the underground, where Pattinson's walking down the hallway, and they're lighting him up with machine guns. That's not Batman. Batman does not walk down a fucking hallway and get shot with bullets. And you're telling me, I'm sorry, you're telling me that five guys with submachine guns didn't hit him in the fucking mouth? Are you kidding me? Are, are you sure? And that's, and, and then it's, and then, right, but, but you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make any fucking, that doesn't make any no, sense. Dude, fuck, dude. No, I, okay, it looked cool. It looked mm-hmm. fucking cool, but it, I was like, yeah, dude, he would fucking just be like yeah, no, sneaking or He doesn't, yeah. It looks cool, but it's not Batman. He wouldn't risk fucking civilians lives like that yeah he, well he's not the terminator you know what i mean and then also batman his superpower is being a guy he's just a dude so you're telling me a dude i don't, know how, I don't care how much body armor and metal you have he would be down yeah getting lit up like that no dude he's a billionaire he has like the best <laughs> armor on online that's made of fucking uh and that's what i loved that's what i loved about like affleck's batman or like the Arkham video games, that Batman, because I think it's in Arkham Knight. Uh, did you ever play that game, Arkham Knight? It's fucking. I haven't sick. played any of those games. It's man. they're they're the best version of Batman in my opinion. Yeah. Like the Arkham series, even though at the, at the la- that last game he did get an armored suit, then wasn't a fan of that. But that version is probably the best Batman. They've Dude, made. I've always seen those like the gameplay from that. That shit looks dope. That's the one that um, what was that? What was that guy's name? Kevin Conroy. Yeah, I knew it was a con. Yeah, yes, that's and it. well, there's a part in that game where uh, the main villain he's talking to his like his goons, like his henchmen, and he tells them like, "Hey, don't shoot for the bat symbol. That's bulletproof. Everything else isn't. It's a trick." And that's what I love about that is the attention to detail. So like in Affleck, his movies, if you like the warehouse scene in BVS where he's like flying around and beating the fuck out of everybody, um. There's this part where someone comes up and it's fucking silly because again he get head trauma like a motherfucker, but someone comes up behind comes up behind Affleck and shoots him in the head, in the cow, but the bullet bounces off because traditionally with Batman, his his uh, cowl, his cape, his bat symbol and gauntlets, and then his boots are all bulletproof and fire retardant. Everything else isn't, but that's why he makes the symbol so big. So the enemies shoot him in the chest, and then he gets to maneuver around him. And that's the shit that I love. Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I did not fucking know that, like, at all. Yeah. And that's that's the type of Batman stuff that I like. It was very simplistic, and it's all about misdirection, and it's all psychological. Like, yeah, he can beat the fuck out of people, but he he's already beaten you by the time you walk into the room. Yeah. Because he set things up, his, the way his suit is set up, like, everything is meant for you to fail when you fight him. Which I, which I really enjoy, but then with like again with Pattinson to bring this all back, I didn't like all the armored suit. I get why they're doing it because he's early Batman, but even then, Batman Year One the comic book he didn't have any armor. It was just cloth, and he stuck to the shadows, and he was more of a detective. Yeah, it's a really good book. It's by Frank Miller. It's, it came out in the nineties. Batman Year One. I feel I've seen that. I've seen like the yeah, and they also made an animated movie out of it. That's really good too. Um, yeah, it's really, really good. Um, but then there's scenes in that movie where him and, uh, Commissioner Gordon, they're like looking through the henchman's car and Batman pulls out a little flashlight, like a little 1940s style skinny flashlight, clicks it on, starts searching. Like that's like something right out of the, uh, like a Dennis O'Neill 1970s Batman. Like I love that shit. <laughs> and then they, they got his sense of humor right for sure. Because like. He doesn't crack jokes. 
He doesn't have like funny quips, but he's got these little one-liners that are real backhanded, really dark, like looking for a thumb drive. Yeah. And he they put the little flash drive and has a uh, fucking dismembered thumb yep. attached to it. And he goes and he just goes thumb drive. Yep. Like, like yeah. that's like that's funny. Like that's Batman's humor. You know what I mean? <laughs> Super fucking grim and just like yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'm interested to see what they do with the sequel, for sure. Because Pattinson's wait. a great actor. Pattinson is phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I, I hope they give him a better suit. And I didn't like how he treated Alfred, either. He kind of just treated Alfred like he was a bitch. Yeah, dude. And like, like the amount of care that he displays, you know, after the explosion or whatever. Yeah. It's cool. But like, or, or and he's like driving over there to save him. But it's like, I thought that tells like, you didn't really like seem to give a shit about Alfred until you know you know he's about to get his fucking shit rocked. Yeah, like him and Alfred, especially in the early days, like they get into arguments, but it's never hateful, and it felt kind of hateful from Pattinson. And I think I think it just goes back to that, like he's still learning. Yeah, yeah, to like manage all this shit. Yeah, so I don't know. And then that movie was really good up until the last thirty minutes. And that's when, like, because Warner Brothers can't get out of their own way with their studio executives. I mean, you see that with Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and Justice League. And then in The Batman, the movie ends. Like, it effectively ends. Riddler's in prison. Everything's fine. But then it's like, oh, no. There's seven vans rigged with explosives along the levees. And there's these, like, like... Twitch streaming Redditors that have machine yeah. guns and Batman needs to go stop. And it's like, where did all of this come? And like, and like the real so sudden dude. Yeah. So that's the studio coming in and telling Matt Reeves and his writers like, Hey, we need a big explosive ending to this Batman movie. And so they had to do rewrites and they had to reshoot. And that just came out of fucking nowhere when I didn't like it. Cause like narratively speaking, it didn't make sense. Like nowhere in the movie do they explain that Riddler is trying to flood the city. Nowhere do they explain that he's got this, like... Because it was obviously a jab at, like, QAnon and, like, MAGA Trumpers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like, he's... He, nowhere do they establish that he's got this following online. Dude, I was... So, I fucking saw that shit in the theater. And when that when that happened, I was like, what the... F like, what... Now what? Like... Yeah. I was, like, all fucking tired. I'm like, I want to go to bed, dude. Like, what... How, how long is this going to take? It's a long hour... It's a <laughs> long three-hour movie. But, dude, like, yeah, that pissed me off. And I was like, you guys did not elude... To the fact that he has fucking that many fans. Yeah. However many fucking people showed up at that thing. <sighs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. And I think it's just the design because like they got Penguin really good. They got, okay. Cat, they got Catwoman amazing. Batman I didn't like. And then Riddler looked fucking stupid. Like he wasn't the Riddler. He looked like a garbage bag man that wanted to be the Zodiac killer. The mask. I fucking did not like the mask. Mm -mm. The like I love Paul Dano, Dano. Yeah, I think great actor, great actor. Yeah, great actor. I think they could have cast a little bit better. Yes, um, he was good. Like, he was good in the movie, but he wasn't. He wasn't as menacing as he thought he was. I and like that part where he sings Ave Marie. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done? Yeah, I almost fucking left the theater. I was like, what are we watching? I know. Well, because no, there's a character for that. His name is Professor Pig. Like, there is a Batman villain called Professor Pig. He's a butcher. He's he's a newer villain. It came out in, like, 2011, I think. And his whole thing is capturing, butchering, and cannibalizing people. That's his... And, and meat processing. He, he's like... Uh, 
He's like uh, Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw okay. Massacre. And that's his whole thing. And he's obsessed with the opera. And so he'll like sing at Batman to taunt him. And it's super fucking creepy. Oh, yeah. It's super. And they have him as a side villain in Arkham Knight. And he's super fuck. Like, it's funny. Dude, I have not heard of him. Like oh, that. yeah. It's like in the game, when you fly around the city, there's a side mission where there's bodies that are strung up across the city. And you can only, it won't pop up on your map. You have to fly around the city, and when you hear opera music, you know there's a body somewhere. You have to drop down and find it. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I want to see this fool. Yeah, he wears a fucking pig mask and a fucking butcher apron. and. Oh, it's PYG. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's fucking spooky, dude. Fuck that. Yeah. So there's a whole villain for that if you want a weird guy singing opera to Batman. <laughs> I know, dude. It's like, I don't know. They made him too over the top. Nuts. Yeah. Did you see the, uh, the what's it called? The deleted scene with the Joker and Batman? Yeah. Wait, was that? De- oh, no, 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 no. With... Where Batman and the Joker interact? Yeah. No, I did not. Yeah, watch me find it dude, real quick. Fuck. What the fuck? Yeah, so it's um yeah, we'll watch this and then we'll split, but it's fucking creepy. So the Batman Joker scene. We are not sponsored by the NFL because I don't have that kind of money. Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. We'll watch. Also there's a, they have a really good like like couple second exchange, so I'm not gonna play the whole fucking scene. Um Let's see. So the guy who's playing him is uh, Barry Keoghan. Uh, he played, he's like the smaller awkward dude in the Eternals. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't oh, you didn't it. watch I it? I started it. I didn't okay. finish it. Damn, that dude's thinning really bad. Solid Joker laugh. That's some creepy shit. Dude, he's fucking fucked up. Yeah. He looks I, like fucking, uh, what's the one where he like cuts his face off? Oh, Death, death of the Family. Yeah, dude. Yes. He looks like that, but like. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm interested to see if they pursue that because Matt they released that and Matt Reeves was like, we're not going to do Joker in the next movie because he's overplayed. Like straight up. He was like, we, they've used him too much. We're doing somebody else. Thanks, Jared Leto. <laughs> fucking dumbass. <laughs> I was so intrigued by his version of Joker. So, okay. So, funny thing. I can actually say this now. 
Uh, so I've got a buddy of mine who's like a bit of a studio insider at Warner Brothers, and he's seen the David Ayer like director's cut of Suicide Squad, like the one that's not going to get released because there's a theatrical cut of Suicide Squad that came out that's like super bright and like like a way happier tone. Did you watch Suicide Squad? Yeah, it's like got the commercial. The first one. Yeah. It's got like all the like the commercial music in it, like Eminem's music's in it, and um, it's the one with Will Smith. Yeah, that's 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 wait, what is there one without Will Smith? No, no, no. no. So there's like the newer Suicide Squad that James Gunn did with uh, like like King Shark and Starro and all that. It came out like a year and a half ago, two years ago. But the one in 2016 that has like Ben Affleck in it, his Batman and the yeah. Flash makes a cameo. That's the one, and there's like the Skrillex song, dude. Probably. Yeah. Okay, sick. Yeah. So. That movie got hacked up by the studio because the reception to BVS and how dark it was wasn't like the critics didn't like it very much. And so that happened. And then Guardians of the Galaxy came out, which was very successful. First of all, it was happy and go lucky, but it's a different movie. Yeah. Right. So the studio at Warner Brothers was like, fuck it. We need to completely change how this movie plays. We need to completely change the tone. And. They didn't even hire like professional. That movie is edited horribly, and they didn't even hire professional movie editors to make that to edit the movie. They hired a trailer company, like a company that makes trailers to advertise. Yeah, they they hired a comp that kind of company to edit the movie. Yeah. So after Zack Snyder Justice League came out, well, a little before that movie came out, there's a lot of talk about the Ayer cut of Wait, like RV of, Park trailer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Of Suicide Squad, like the original director's version of this movie. And my buddy's seen it. And apparently, like, it's the same story. It's the same stuff. But it's a completely different tone. There is no music in it. Like, no, like, commercial, like, without me, that's not in there. No high production music. It's all, like, score. And then the way... Like, there's a lot of Joker scenes in it that were cut out that make him a lot more dark, a lot more menacing. He's not this, like, bubbly, like, high on meth. I'm damaged. Yeah. Yeah, that whole shit, like, that's not in it. it he's he's a gangster. He's, uh, like, a mob boss. And um, it's a lot darker of a movie. There's a side plot with Will Smith and Margot Robbie having a love love story, which is why... Joker wants to steal Harley away, not just to save her and just beat the shit out of her, but because, hey, I don't love her, but I don't want someone else to love her, so I'm going to go take her. And then... Um, and this is... She's already Harley. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, Enchantress, she still like has her brother come in, but she's like softening the world so that Steppenwolf can show up in Justice League. Like She's a bashin for Steppenwolf. And so it leads directly into Justice League. And Can yeah. your homie hook it up or yeah, what? That's that's what I've been telling him. Like, when is this gonna get released? Because he went to a fuck that just throw us a fucking flash drive <laughs> just for us. I wanna see this shit. Yeah, it, he went to a private screening of it about three months ago. Yeah. We, we have to hit up your boogaloo boy. We have to we have to, <laughs> we have to plot a break into water <laughs> But yeah, it's um and it, it plays, but the reason I bring it up is it plays Jared Leto's Joker way different. Like, way. Like, like the, good. Yeah. Like, the stupid tattoos are still there and all that, but like, the. Uh, everything else is very different. I can live with the stupid tattoos if the rest of it is fucking solid. Dude, because. 
Yeah. I was. I like Jared Leto, dude. Like, I think, you know, he's kind of fucking weird in real the life. The Buyers Club. Great movie. I, I still have not seen oh, that, dude. Oh, dude. I know, I know. I know. So good. But, like, you know, I like him. You know, I think he's, like, got, he's got the look for it, dude. Like, I thought he looked good. It was just, like, so goofy and, yeah. like... So extra. Yeah, okay, so first, that scene in the strip club where Harley's dancing and Common's there. and That shit was jo- sick. Joker was there. And he goes, oh, you don't want no beef? Like, that whole shit's gone. It's a completely different scene. Oh, shit. It's written different. It's acted different. It's, he's Common still dies, but it's a way different scene. What is Common's character? Because that's like a character. It's a comic book character. I just forget Yeah, who. he's like a, like a D-list villain, like Tattoo Man or some shit. No, sir, I'm not even playing. Like, it's like Tattoo, tattoo Man. Tattoo Man. Yeah, where like his tattoos come alive and he uses them as weapons. And... He didn't apply himself in school. <laughs> now he's Tattoo Man. <laughs> Find him on Central and Fifth. <laughs> Weed, not even once. <laughs> Those fucking commercials, bro. You'll either deflate into a couch or become Tattoo Man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's fucking silly. Um, before we get out of here, uh, what do you have coming up next? What are like some shows, some releases, anything you're doing coming up? Dude, honestly, like I do not know my bookings for like the only things I have are like fucking like UNM like private Sick. corporate gig things. T- uh, tell your promoters, dude. Like, hit me up. Where, I, where can people find you? Instagram is at Pocket Elephant Music. Um, Spotify, Pocket Elephant, two words, lowercase, SoundCloud, Pocket Elephant, Pocket Elephant, everything. My OnlyFans, um, we're about to collab on that next. That's <laughs> what we're going to do. Ah, fucking. <laughs> um, yeah, just Pocket Elephant. I, I don't fucking, I'm honestly like, dude, I had a show every weekend this month. And like, even some during the week, like on top of, like, I'm so excited. Like May, I'm going to fucking chill. I want to just like work on my own music. Uh, I have a release with High Vibe Records coming soon. Sweet. Um, they're based out of California. Shout out High Vibe. I don't know when exactly, but that's happening. I have some dope music coming with Willa J. Remixed a couple of her songs. Uh, did some original stuff. Bunch of collaborations. I don't know, dude. Too much to fuck yeah. Com- contain. Well, good. Thank you for having me, dude. Again. This is this has been a fucking pleasure. Dude, this is this, fucking. This sick. has been a lot of fun, and you're welcome back anytime, man. Uh, thank you guys for listening and watching, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Oh, my God.